and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And where do I start? I know it wasn't here on Wednesday, so we got quite a few topics on deck. We got to talk about the mother. And I think that might have been um, Minneapolis, Minnesota versus BLM. That's a pretty good topic. We have an update to that as well. We'll talk about that in a moment. Also, shout out to the 22-year-old young man who stopped the mass shooting at a mall 15 seconds after it started. Now, there were still some fatalities, but it could have been a lot worse if this man didn't act very quickly. Shout out to that, man. We'll talk about that story in a minute. Also, uh, shout out to the bodega clerk, Jose Alba in New York City, who has had the charges dropped against him. He was facing second degree murder charges for defending himself inside of a bodega. It was clear self-defense, but those charges have now been dropped. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. Also, uh, Lee Zeldin, the current New York State GOP house rep, was attacked at a campaign while he was trying to become the governor. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank you all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So if you enjoy what you are hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Helps me out a whole lot. Helps me out tremendously. And also... Uh, shout out to all the sponsors, of course. You guys know how I do at the very beginning of the video. Shout out to all the sponsors. Uh, shout out to myself, my website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N.com. For every video that I produce where I'm speaking on it, if it's my commentary and I give it my two cents, I write an article for said video on my website. So if you have a question about, hey, where is source? For, you, you said this, where's the source for that? Go to the website. It'll be there. Uh, just find a corresponding article. It'll be right there in the links section. If there's any video you want to see, it'll also be on the website on the corresponding article. And if you go to the contact page, you can find my email address, my snail mail address, my social media, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All that good stuff is right there on the website, anthonyblogan.com. A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N. Dot com. Also, go to ablmerch.com. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more. More stuff on the way, of course. Check that out. And I see quite a few topics in here. We're going to get to all of those. But definitely go to ablmerch.com. Bookmark that. Check it out every now and again. And tell a friend and tell a friend about the website. Go get some good merch. Also, shout out to patriotpost.us. The best source of news and information anywhere on the internet. Their link will be in the description. And of course, all my other links will be in the description as well. My website, all my sponsors, anything I say, go visit. It'll be in the description. Also go to bhedesigns.com. That is bhedesigns.com. B-H-E-D-E-S-I-G-N-S dot C-O-M. They make the beautiful handmade wooden flags that are right behind me. You could go there and get ones that are just like that or whatever you desire for yourself. Again, bhedesigns.com. Dot com. Check them on out. Now, we got quite a few things on deck. There, there's a whole lot going on. 
there's uh, quite a few stories that I didn't do a video about, but I may have posted a short video or I put in the community section. Um, so I kind of want to start on the positive note. I want to start on the positive note. It, it's kind of bittersweet, I suppose, right? Now, a lot of you guys had no idea that David Dorn's killer, number one, had been caught. And number two, that he was actually, he was actually you know, going through the trial phase. A lot of us assumed that the guy wouldn't even get caught because in a lot of these Democrat-run cities, when you have a person like David Dorn kill, it's like, eh, nobody really cares. Nobody really steps up to the plate to find the killer, to find them guilty, to bring them to justice. But we have a, a good story here. Now, I put it on my YouTube community page, and I'm going to find an article for that. See if, you know, it might be a little bit of video, might be some commentary from someone on it. But here's the actual uh, picture I posted. It says, breaking news, Stephen Cannon has been found guilty of first-degree murder in the death of retired St. Louis Police Captain David Dorn. Now, if you don't remember, I'll, I'll back up a little bit to give you a brief recap while I find the article. Now, back in 2020, during the BLM riots, what they said, the Summer of Love or whatever, in St. Louis, there was widespread rioting. Remember the McCloskeys, they had the riots uh, basically break into their neighborhood and they had to go out there with their arms to defend themselves so they wouldn't have anything happen to them in their home. Well, in that same area, in, in that same city, St. Louis, there was widespread riots and these a bunch of roving gangs of youths, whatever, they went to like the commercial area. Now, David Dorn was a 77-year-old, if I'm not mistaken, y'all please, if I'm wrong, correct me, 77-year-old retired black male police officer. His race matters, we'll get to that in a minute. He's retired, and I think a friend of his asked, could he protect the store, or maybe he volunteered to protect the store. Regardless of what's going on, he's trying to protect this store. Now, people, they break into the store, um... There was a dispute over a TV. David Dorn was trying to prevent the spot from being burgled, from being robbed or whatever the correct word is. And this man shot David Dorn over the flat screen TV and left him there to die. Just left him there. So he just was bleeding out right there on the ground, right in front of the store. Now, a flat screen TV, really? See, that, it goes to show the, the, the depraved mind of some of these people, some of these, you know, just, just miscreants out here just doing the wrong thing. Black Lives Matter would support people like that. They, they would support the, the, the depraved mind, the kind of person that would go and loot a city, loot their own city, kill people, burn things down. We've seen many deaths in Black Lives Matter-related riots. We saw an eight-year-old little girl by the name of Sequoia Turner in Atlanta, Georgia, who was killed in a vehicle for being at the wrong place at the wrong time, literally. The mom gets off of the interstate, and it's a, some kind of, I think it's a Wendy's that was right there that had been uh, burned and looted because that's where a guy got killed. I forget his name. It doesn't really matter, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Rayshard Brooks. Rayshard Brooks was killed. I think he was in this car drunk driving, and it escalated into an arrest, and then he gets running, and, he tries to fight the cop, tries to grab the cop's taser and or gun, and then he winds up getting shot, killed, right? So they go to the Wendy's or McDonald's or whatever that restaurant was. They burn it down. They tear it apart. 
then that becomes like an autonomous zone for BLM. All right. Now, and mind you, everybody involved is black. It's black on black violence that I keep hearing doesn't exist. But anyway, so they're quote unquote protecting or patrolling the McDonald's. The mom gets off the interstate right there, right by the restaurant. She's trying, she's, she's trying to turn around and go the other direction. But as she's turning around, these guys open fire on her car, killing the little girl inside. Black Lives Matter, right? Where was Black Lives Matter for this? Where was Black Lives Matter to say anything about Sequoia Turner or anybody else that had been killed and BLM, quote unquote, protests and rallies? You can go to Washington State and the whole Chaz Chop situation with, uh, what was that, Alfonso Lorenzo Anderson? Uh, 18, 19 year old black male shot and killed out there right in the Chaz Chop zone because police had been driven out of the area. There was a police precinct right there and they were driven out of that area by the BLM Antifa people. And as a result, you had not one, but two young black males that are killed right there. And where is BLM to protest, protest that? Where is a statement from BLM saying, hey, we don't condone this. We don't support this. Anyway, back to David Dorn. This was yet another killing that happened at a BLM type event, a BLM protest, a BLM riot, whatever you want to call it. Now, I just pre- presumed that it's St. Louis. Who's going to care, right? Who's going to actually do anything? But um, there has been justice. There, there's finally justice for Mr. David Dorn. May he rest in peace. Um, he was a retired police officer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was a, a police captain, pardon me. He was a retired captain and was just volunteering. And as a result of his volunteer work, he gets killed by the so-called community that claims to love black people so much. All right. Now, here is um, an article. Here's an article from Law and Crime. Shout out to them. I'm not going to read this article in its entirety. I'm going to just kind of skim through it so you can kind of see what's going on. Okay, I recognize him now. That's interesting. You see, um, it's interesting what kind of photo you use of you when you get in trouble, right? Now, here's a picture. Remember I showed a picture from the um, thing I posted on YouTube. This is what I found on the internet. So they got him in this suit. They got his hair, did a little bit. Okay, looking like he works at H&R Block or something. He might be a shift leader at Golden Corral. You understand what I'm saying? Looking nice and spiffy right here in his suit. Okay. That's the killer right there. Uh, Stephen Cannon. And then here's what he actually looks like most of the time. Now, I remember this picture. I do remember that picture from back then. Okay. So you see the headline. St. Louis jury convicts man of murdering retired police captain who died protecting pawn shop during George Floyd protests. Right. So this was just a couple of days ago, July 21st, 2022. Okay, and it was in 2020. He was 77 years old, and he was killed early morning hours of June 3rd, 2020. All right, and he was uh he had gone to Lee's Pawn and Jewelry at around 2:30 a.m. after an alarm had been triggered. The store was being robbed, and it was Doran's practice to respond to such alarms at the shop. So he would, I guess, it was his whole thing. Okay, if I if I'm if, I, if the alarm goes off, I hear it. I'm going to go to the store and try to volunteer to protect it. All right. That that was his his duty, I suppose. His What he wanted to do for himself. That's just what it was. All right. 
Yeah, I remember that. It was like a, a, a live stream of it. And there was some guy saying, stay with me, OG. Stay with me, OG. Because the person shot him over the TV and fled the scene and left him right there. Now, he had been with St. Louis Police Department for over 38 years. 38 years in the same police department. A, a life of service to be ended over a, a so-called BLM riot, a BLM protest. Now, here, here's my um, here's my question. Um, what does a BLM protest have to do with a flat screen TV? Why you got to go and steal stuff to so-called protests? Because, you know, people, when I always say things like um, BLM protests, they, they, should, they should be abolished. They should never happen. They say, oh, you have the right to protest, ABL. Well, okay. Does protesting mean you got to burn my house down? Is, is that what that means? Because last time I checked, that was called arson. That's not protected under some kind of protest clause, some kind of protest exception. Arson is arson. Burglary is burglary. Murder is murder. Assault is assault. You can't just do whatever you want to do under the guise of a so-called protest. All right. And at a certain point, a protest got to be peaceful. If it's not peaceful, now you have a riot. And if you engage in certain kind of crimes during this riot, well, that's just what it is. If you are protesting, quote unquote, then it becomes a riot. And then you slap somebody in the face, hit him in the head with a, a, a pool cue or. OK, now you're just fighting. That's a whole different thing. You're not protected under this whole protest thing. That's just not how it goes at all. So, yeah, shout out to the jury for um, getting this guy in the penitentiary. Hopefully he is in jail forever. May he rot in jail and somewhere else as well. After the jail term is over with, y'all could put two and two together and get four. So I don't got to be too explicit. And the reason why I say that as far as him rotting in jail is because a lot of these guys, they'll, they'll get light sentences. They'll, they'll get light sentences. You know, now being that it's murder, it shouldn't be that light, but it, I've seen crazier things happen. And a lot of these uh, Democrat run places, they go, they're soft on crime. They're very soft on crime. You can commit like capital, like violent crimes and pretty much get out whenever. Just like the guy in Los Angeles that hit the lady in the, in the face with the 10 inch bolt. He had had several incidents just like this, several felony assault and batteries. And this is his most recent one before this, before this one was in 2019, he got convicted and sent to the penitentiary. But in 2022, he's already out of jail. So if you have a track record of beating up on women, violent, dangerous criminal, you get sent to the penitentiary, a felony charge in 2019, but you're already home in 2022, at least maybe even before that you're getting a slap on the wrist. That's why he keeps doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. So that, that's what that is. Oh, and, and also speaking about people getting off and, um, you know, like little to no jail time. Let's talk about the Stephen Colbert nine. I see that right there. Darrow three, three, three. Okay, I, I almost forgot about that one, but I do have it right here. So remember, we're talking about January 6th all the time. That's like the, the main news story that the lamestream media wants to focus on. You know, I just happened to watch one of these late night shows one time. It wasn't my fault. It was on and I couldn't really turn it. I couldn't really turn it at that time. Long story, but anyway. So I'm watching the late night show and RuPaul, first of all, it was Jimmy Kimmel. RuPaul was the guest host, 
why RuPaul, out of everybody in the world you could pick to be a guest host on um, Jimmy Kimmel, why RuPaul? And if you guys are pretty young, you don't know you don't know who RuPaul is. RuPaul is a very famous drag queen. Okay, so you, you see the agenda? Now, luckily, they didn't have RuPaul in all the makeup. They had RuPaul in regular kind of dude clothes. You understand what I'm saying? So, matter of fact, let me see if I could find like a before and after. And it, it won't be anything too crazy. It, it won't be like, um, you know, how they do in some of these shows where you get little kids at, where they get all kind of things poking out. It won't be like that. Um, I'm going to show you the how he looked on Kimmel first. And yeah, it was, it was pretty much like this matter of fact, hold on. I thought it was a before and after. So let's, let's do this first. And then we're going to do just the regular uh, stuff. All right. Yeah, we don't, we don't got to see this dude's full body. I think it's pretty tall, too. It's kind of like my size, and I'm 6'3", so he might be pretty tall, too, one of these big, giant people. So anyway, this this is RuPaul on Kimmel, right? Kind of looks almost normal. Almost normal. Like, you, you ever see, like, one of these shows that have aliens trying to blend into human life? That's kind of how they got RuPaul looking right now on the show wearing like this really soft powder blue blazer with um what's that was that a collar that's like a, a royal blue it's like it's like a tuxedo jacket a little bit but it's kind of loose and he has like a white shirt with no tie it's kind of unbuttoned a little bit you know he's, he's like copying my style right here with the bald head clean face and the dark uh rim glasses so i'm kind of i'm kind of offended by this he had to took the abl style Hey, and I see y'all in the chat talking about he looks like me. No, he he took my style to try and copy me. You saw you saw me on ABL Live, tearing it up. He was like, you know what? I got to look like ABL to go on Jimmy Kimmel and do a good job. So I'm offended at that, actually. This is called cultural appropriation, ABL appropriation. I'm not feeling it. But that's not how he looks all the time. That's, that's his uh, corporate look, right? So that's how he normally would look. That's how, like in the 90s, when he was real popular, that's how he would look. He's a drag queen. Now, as far as I know, he's not transgender. I guess I, I, I presume he's gay. I don't know all that about him. But he is um, not transgender. Now, if he was to be around today and be hot like how he was back in the 90s today, they would, they would call him transgender. He would be Laverne Cox. And what, what, what kind of name is that? Laverne Cox, really? You changed your name to Laverne Cox? Your last name wasn't that. So why'd you change it to that? What kind of street walking, um, <laughs> lady of the night type of name is that? Are, are you going to be on? Oh, oh let, me, let me stop. I'm just, stop, my, slow my roll right there. But anyway, that's RuPaul. So my point was that he was uh, the guest host of Jimmy Kimmel. And you know their agenda. Why not put anybody else on that is somewhat in that same ballpark? Uh, a kind of a halfway comedian, a, a political commentator. Why RuPaul? They're trying to push this whole drag queen thing. And of course, he's black, so it makes it even better. So they, they're trying to push that to be like the norm. It's, it's, it's really, really weird. But um, so anyway, 
Now, one of the other late night hosts, who was it? Um, oh, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert, his people, they go to the Capitol to get some footage for the January 6th thing. With they, I was already talking about when RuPaul was on there, talked about January 6th. Every, every normie, regular, Channel 3, Channel 10, it's January 6th. If you're a normie and you don't know about the internet, really, in a serious way to get alternative media news, you'll watch that and believe in it if you're on the left, for the most part. In my opinion, if you're like 55 years old or over, you'll just think, oh, okay, cool, that, that makes sense, January 6th. And you think it's the worst thing in the world. You'll think that the people that went to January 6th, it doesn't matter if they were just there walking around, uh, having the tour, being let in by the police, just on camera, kind of just milling around, doing nothing, twiddling their thumbs. You would think that these are the, these are the worst guys in the world. They're worse than Osama bin Laden, 9-11, um, uh, the, the, the scariest Russian. Anything that you've been programmed to believe is scary. Freddy Krueger, Jason, these are the worst guys in the world, and they, they deserve the ultimate penalty. Throw them under the penitentiary, Big Rocks, Little Rocks, Gulag, Gitmo, all that good stuff, right? You would think that by watching this. And what's their actual offense? What did they do? What did they really do? Trespassing, maybe? That's pretty much it because overthrowing the country? How are you going to do that? So by going to the Capitol, which is supposed to be like a public space, you're overthrowing the country? Is, is that what we're doing? I mean, come on, let's just be for real. It's being overblown. As I said, it would be overblown right when it happened because it was perceived as conservative Republicans overthrowing the country, all this, that, and a third. It didn't have anything before that. It didn't have any riots that we were involved in. All they had were things that they were involved in to try and cover up all the BLM stuff and all the Hillary Clinton, uh, John Podesta, uh, the, the, the crazy emails, Hunter Biden crack smoke. All they had was things they had to cover up on their side. Nothing on us. So January 6th gave them that. But we know that it's all political and it's not really real. If they were concerned about people going to the Capitol, trespassing and whatnot, then the Colbert 9, the, the people from the Stephen Colbert show that went to the Capitol, trespassed multiple times trying to get footage for this show, if it was real, then they would actually uh, be going to the penitentiary or be in solitary confinement for the past, I don't know how many months, 18, 19, 20 months. They'd be right there with them, but they're already home. They probably didn't even go to jail, maybe for one night. Here is a news report, and you see the headline right here. Prosecutors drop capital trespassing case against Stephen Colbert staffers. Now, before I get into the quick video right here from Fox, are you surprised? Are you surprised that the charges have been dropped against the Colbert staffers, the Colbert 9, for going to the Capitol and trespassing numerous times? They went to the Capitol one time. They were trespassing. They were told to leave. They came back to the Capitol when the doors were locked. They had to get let in by the, I think it might have been Adam Schiff and his friend. They had to get let into the Capitol by Adam Schiff and the friend of his after hours, and they were going around, banging on doors, trying to, troll people, all that kind of stuff, when they were told already to leave. They were told to leave once. They came back after hours, and they were had, then had to get arrested. If it was that bad, then why aren't they 
having any kind of issues. And are you surprised? Does this prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this whole thing's been political from the beginning? Because if it's so bad, what happened on January 6th, then anything like that should not be taken. It should be taken pretty seriously. And it's to the point where the Capitol police were upset that the charges were dropped. They're upset. They didn't like it because they see the same thing that I see. Okay. They see the same thing that I see, but here's a quick video. Charges have been dropped against several staff members from the late show with Stephen Colbert. They were initially detained for trespassing. At the U.S. Capitol, Congressional Correspondent Chad Pergram has an update tonight with the very latest. Good evening, Chad. Good evening, Brett. They were charged with trespassing. Now they're not charged at all. Fox has learned that prosecutors dropped the charges against the Colbert Nine. U.S. Capitol Police busted nine members of Stephen Colbert's team after business hours shooting comedy skits in a House office building last month. They weren't supposed to be there and were kicked out earlier by Capitol Police. You can't be inside the Capitol complex without a pass or unescorted after hours. So, I mean, there you have it. So they could do whatever they want. If you're on the left, if you're in the media, you could do whatever you want. You could push narratives. You could push false narratives. You can just, you can lie. You could cheat. You could steal. You could do whatever. I see a comment here about RuPaul. They said, what happened to RuPaul? Well, the, the reason why I brought up RuPaul is because he was a guest host on uh, Jimmy Kimmel speaking about January 6th. So they, they, you, see, you see how they try to you know, kill two birds with one stone or they try to kill a whole flock with one stone. Okay, you get, you get that black guy who's gay and he's a drag queen and he's talking about January 6th. I mean, that's all the things right there. They want to get across the whole... They, they want to link being a minority, basically being non-white to being gay. So that's what RuPaul represents to them. Black Camille, gay. Then they want to put the drag queen stuff in there because it's like they're trying to market it to children to try and turn them a different way. Because the whole drag queen thing is like, it's kind of uh, like cartoonish. It's just like showing the little kid cartoons and putting certain images in there. They're, they're more drawn to it because it's kind of like fanciful and it's different than the regular normie would be in the store walking around. See this big six foot eight dude with a dress on, it's something different. If you're able to get them at a young age to turn their minds and thinking, okay, this, this is like a cartoon, it's cool, it's funny, they're more likely to kind of interact with it and emulate it. That's the whole point, in my opinion. They want to change the minds of the youth. So when they get to be adults or when they get to be of a certain age, then they'll already be programmed to be a certain way. That's the whole point. So they'll use any kind of thing they can to get across their messages. And if they can get across a few things at once, they'll do it. That's, that's the whole point behind a drag queen story time and all that kind of stuff. Because why else would RuPaul, a drag queen, a quote-unquote famous drag queen, why would he be hosting Jimmy Kimmel? It only made no sense. It, you know, it's just kind of silly. But anyway, but the Capitol Police don't like that this the charges was dropped. Oh, and here's one of the guys that got arrested. Um, his his name is Robert Schmeagel, and he does the insult triumph the insult comic dog. If you ever seen Kimmel or Colbert one of these shows, you know what I'm talking about. He was also arrested. But if you're politically connected, you could do whatever you want to do. You want to go to the Capitol and trespass multiple times. Although you got guys that are sitting in solitary confinement right now for almost two years for doing that exact same thing. 
you won't go to jail at all. You might go to jail for a night, but you'll be right back home the very next day and you won't have any issues. That's how DC is so corrupt. I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous at this point. It's, it's crazy. Rules for thee, but not for me. You, Normie, cannot do certain things, but I could do whatever I want. That's how it goes. All right. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And let's go ahead and keep rocking here. So shout out to the um, the young man who stopped the Indiana Mall shooting at a town right by Indianapolis, like a half hour from, Indi from Indianapolis, Indiana. I don't want to say his name wrong, so let me just get it right. Okay, Elisha Dickin or Eli Dickin. So Eli Dickin was in the mall, I guess, minding his own business, and a guy emerges, I think, from the bathroom, if I'm not mistaken, with a rifle or some other kind of gun and begins shooting. Now, unfortunately, the guy was able to kill at least three people when he first started shooting, and he was shooting in the food court. So it's probably going to be a more congested and or crowded area. People sitting down, eating their food, walking around, bringing food to the table, taking food away, whatever it is. Traveling through the mall, it's going to be a high traffic area. So he comes from the bathroom. Thank you, um, Rafi T. Greenwood, Indiana, right by Indianapolis, 20 minutes away. Now, the initial report said that um, the Good Samaritan, the hero, 22-year-old young man, Eli Dickin, stopped the shooting in two minutes. But they put out a press release saying that, no, it was not two minutes. It was 15 seconds. Within 15 seconds, the mass shooter was stopped. Now, have you heard about have you heard about other mass shooters that have been stopped, but it took a lot longer? I mean, a whole lot longer. And there were hundreds more people that could have been that could have stopped them, that could have jumped in to end the threat. Hundreds more that could have ended the threat, heavily armed people that could have ended the threat. I won't name any names. I won't name any cities. I won't name any incidents because I don't want to be um, that guy. I don't want to be heartless, insensitive, or whatever. I'm just saying this young man, 22 years old, not police, not military, no proper like training. I think his pop pop, his his paw paw told him told him how to shoot back in the day. That's all he needed with a handgun. Now, I have a, um, an image. Now, this has been photoshopped by somebody to, to, just, for, just to illustrate the distance that was reported and how far he had to shoot. So, again, this, this is not a real image, but it's just, for, it's, just for, it's just for you to see. It's a visual aid for you to just train your eyes on and, and understand just how far this, this, um, this man was from... Mr. Dickin, when he shot him and ended the threat in 15 seconds, 15 seconds. Now, check it out. So do you see this right here? Look, look how far it is. So the person, let me, let me put it up in here. The person says, my Photoshop rendering of what Eli Dickens' point of view and distance to the shooter's location might have been. The red X is generalized location of where the shooter was firing from. So this is like a food court type place. 
for you guys that can't see it, it's, uh, you know, typical circular with spots around it. Um, and Eli's on one side of the food court, like almost a perfect straight line across the food court is where the shooter was. A handgun is not easy to shoot from a distance. That's why that's why rifles are pretty good. You could shoot better with a rifle from a distance. That's why at AR-15 is great. You could put attachments, so you could put a red dot on the AR, uh, forward grip. You could do a lot with an AR, and you have uh, more points of contact. You got your shoulder, you got your cheek, you got your, your grip right here at the front, and you have um, your, your actual grip where the trigger is. So you got... It's it's easier to control, you know. That's why if if a woman was to ask me what's the best gun for me to shoot or the easiest to shoot, I would say a rifle, because you can you can maneuver it better rather than just trying to hold a handgun with your hands. A handgun is good for your everyday carry, concealed carry, but the best gun to shoot, in my opinion, is going to be your rifle because of its accuracy. But anyway, Eli had a handgun. And shot him. He 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 shot ten rounds, hit him with eight from this distance. And imagine this: this is a Photoshop image, of course. It's again, it's, it's not a real image; it's Photoshop, but it, it's it's just illustrative of the distance. Now, imagine if it's the middle of the daytime, you got people walking around. It's going to be more crowded. This is empty, so you have a crowded space. The shooter won't be still. Eli's going to be moving around. He won't have perfect grip but he hit him eight out of ten times from that distance amazing give that man a medal give him an honorary job do something i mean good grief so now i did hear that he was like leaning against the pole and that's how he was able to get a little bit more steady so maybe it's like one of these poles you see in the center like one of these columns maybe it's something like that close to where he is or where, where he was when he shot but still, I mean, you don't have, he, he, he didn't have a rifle. He didn't have uh, something that was like a long barrel. He has a handgun. So you can only do so much to say to yourself with a handgun and to be accurate from that distance. It's, it's amazing. He probably only had his iron sights on the back of the gun. You see right here? He probably only had that to go off of to hit him eight out of ten times. So, yeah, shout, shout out to him. Shout, shout out to him. Um, that was amazing. And it just goes to show we need to have more trained and armed citizens to protect ourselves because you can call the police and that's fine, but they may have a response time. They may not be there right away. And again, Eli ended the shooting in 15 seconds. And in that period of time, the shooter still was able to kill three people, at least three people. He killed three people in 15 seconds. So imagine what he could have done in two minutes or three minutes or five minutes until the police get there. And as we know, when the police get there, they may not always save you. They may not always be able to save you for whatever the reason may be. I'm not here to judge, but they may not be able to save you. We've seen that happen over and over again. And really, I think people need to just take more of their own individual well-being into their own hands rather than relying upon the government because the government can't do everything for you. Do something for yourself. Do something for your community. Give back to your community. 
Now, I ain't talking about giving money or turkeys or nothing like that. No, you're living in a place, you know, help people. If somebody is, you know, they're falling on the ground, pick them up. If, if there is somebody in danger, if you can help, then do it. That's what, I mean. that's, that's what I'm saying about get back to the community. Give back that way. Give back with your safety, with your, with your uh, give back of yourself. So, yeah, shout out to Eli. Give him a medal. Give him something for that, for sure. <clears throat> Again, he shot him, shot, shot at him 10 times, hit him with eight from that distance. That's amazing. So, like I said, we need a lot more of that, a lot more of that in the world. Because, oh, and the, the next thing, I almost forgot, remember, this was a, a, a gun-free zone. Gun-free zone, right? But Indiana has constitutional carry. So you don't need a license to carry your gun. Now, some are kind of confused by that. They think that um, a license to carry a gun is the equivalent to one to purchase a gun, but that's not how it works. So when you go to the gun store, like, for example, I'm in Tennessee, we got, we got the same thing. You can carry whatever you want with no license. See, but to buy a gun, you still got to go to the federal firearms uh, dealer shop. For the most part. So when I go buy a gun, I still got to do a background check. Okay. So I can't just buy a gun and it's no problem. Still got to do a background check. Now, if I want to carry a gun, I could do that whenever. And the, the thing about that is these guys that are carrying their guns illegally don't care about laws. They'll carry their guns regardless. Like if you go to Atlanta, you ever seen the water boys? You don't want to see those guys. But if you do see them, if you, if you're on Cleveland Avenue somewhere for some reason, you just take a wrong turn on the interstate and things get a little bit different. You're hearing little baby everywhere. You're smelling weed smoke. It's like, oh man, I'm in the wrong place. And the water boys approach you. These boys, 13, 14 years old, selling you water, selling you whatever you want. And they got guns on them. Matter of fact, I saw, um, I was watching one of these videos about Atlanta, where they were kind of like profiling Atlanta um, hold on. I'm, I'm going to try to find this. I, I'm going to try to find this whole thing here. Um, it wasn't hood vlogs. It might've been Peter Santanello. Yeah. It, it, it might've been him. So I'm, I'm going to show this right quick. You see this kind of thing in, um, ATL and I guarantee these youngins don't have anything legally, the guns. And if the guns aren't procured, Legally, they're not going to have any kind of license to carry a gun, right? The Braves are red hot, and I'm going to go to a Braves game very soon here. Thank you for reminding me of that. Thank you, thank, thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, but the water boys, you don't want to see those guys. Hold on. Let me try to find um, a quick clip if they're going to have them. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. So basically what I'm saying is these guys don't care about having any kind of licenses or any kind of legal uh firearm ownership. Usually when guys get arrested, um the guns are procured illegally, nine times out of ten. And they probably already got felonies and everything else like that. That's that's usually how that goes. So if the criminals are able to do something like that then why would you not be able to do it for yourself? Okay. Matter of fact, here it is. Here it is. Let's go ahead and 
Get that sound queued up. One of the biggest shells in the southeast. That's where the KKK started it. Are these the water guys? So here's the water boys right there. So you in certain parts of Atlanta, these these youngins, these teenagers, quote unquote, they will run up on your car and try to sell you some bottles of water. And it, it might not go well for you, depending upon how they feel or who they are or whatever. Two blicks. So what do you say right there? Two blicks. I mean, I have two guns. Look, this boy probably about 12 or 13 years old. Maybe about 14 years old. Him too. Probably about 14, 15. Okay. He has gloves on and he's showing you, hey, you know what? I got Gatorade and water, but I also got two guns in my little pouch right here. Hold on. Let me see if I can. ML. Let me see if I can pause this. That's where the KKK started it. Are these the water guys? So do you think that he has a license for that? Were, were, those, were those guns purchased legally? You tell me. Huh? And he probably got a Glock switch on the, on the guns too. And a Glock switch, if you don't know, it makes the gun turn into fully automatic. It's, it's totally illegal. Okay. So, I mean, if that's going on, you need to have your gun too. You could get robbed broad daylight, killed broad daylight, it's whatever. All right. So that's pretty much what that is. So that, that was a long way of saying <clears throat> having a constitutional carry does not, it, is, it doesn't endanger people because those that are endangering you don't care about laws. They already have their guns. They're going to carry them legally or illegally. They're going to procure them legally or illegally. The citizen, the regular normie out there is the only law-abiding person here. They're the only ones to follow the laws. So we need to have laws that empower the citizen rather than letting the criminals just do whatever they want to do, right? But I'll move right ahead here. Now, oh, speaking about, um, oh, speaking about guns, let's go here. Let's go here. Since we are, we are on the subject, did you guys see the, the, um, the ATF situation in Wilmington, Delaware? So the ATF rolled up on a man in Wilmington, Delaware for buying guns legally from a store. Okay. Now, hold on. Let's, let's go ahead and. Big Brother program. What, what's that going to do? That that boy's already out there with guns. Like, come on, man. At that point, he. I'm. I'm. A, I'm. Let me stop. That's a whole different story, right there. Big Brother program. That boy. You, you could. You could. If you. If you would have been about five years old, you could have saved him. But he's 15 years old with guns. Part already got a couple kids. <laughs> he's a full grown man by that time. I mean, come on. Let's let's move on. But anyway, so. So here's a video in question. So a guy purchased more than two guns. I'm not sure how many he purchased at once, but apparently if you purchase more than two guns at once, like at one time, it's an automatic flag to the ATF and it might come check you. So here's what happened in moments in Delaware. The guy bought the guy bought the guns legally and the federales, the ATF came to his house. So here's the ring cam footage. Sir. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all, all, I'm, all I'm doing is verifying that. Look, verifying that you have it. You got two different purchases. Okay. If you have them, I'm out of here. That's how quick really? it is. Yeah. You have them with you by any chance? Are they, if, you, if you can unload them and bring them out, or you can go out to your foyer here, check them out, like number, share number, and we're out of here. So the guy's asking, hey, you, just, you bought some guns recently. We, we, we know what you have. We know what you got. 
So we need you to go get the guns right now from your from inside your house and show them to us so we can verify that you have them. Show me your guns right now. Go get them. We know we, you already know what you got. You're on the list. Okay, so here's document right here. That's a document. So show us the guns. Come on. Chop chop. That, that's that's what he's saying to the homeowner, to the gun owner, who purchases guns legally. Because if you're a criminal and you buy your guns illegally, you won't have anybody coming to your house talking about where are your guns. We know, we know you got them because you're not going to be able to trace that. See how that works? Yep. Take five seconds. The reason we're out here is we're obviously gun violence. It's been an uptick, so we want to make sure we've been having a lot of issues with straw purchases. So one of the, one of the things we indicators that we get is somebody makes it a large gun purchase. And then a lot of times we've been there like, oh, those guns got taken. We're like... The guns got taken. Great grammar officer, but... Aside from that, so they're saying the reason why they're here is because um, if you buy more than two at a time, it's, it's, it triggers a flag with the ATF, and they got to come check you to see if you're doing straw purchases, basically, to see if you still have the guns, because if you don't have them, you may have sold them to somebody else illegally as a straw purchase. You buy them for somebody else, not for yourself. But, I mean, my question was, okay, if the guns aren't there or he, he doesn't present them to you, what's going to happen? Is there, is there a law that he's breaking? Like what's, what's going to be the result? What if there was a burglary he didn't know about recently and one of the guns are stolen from his home? Is he liable for that? Like what's going to be the result of that? I'm not really sure. So the idea is when you purchase more than two guns at a time, it generates a, a multiple self report. He comes to us and we have to check him out. Okay. That's, that's all that is. He did nothing wrong. Did absolutely zero. Uh, I noticed that you were stopped in Philly, though, right? With one of your guns. So at the end, he said, hey, we see right here on our report of you that you were stopped in Philly with your guns. So what happened with that? Now, I don't have the full footage. All I have is this one minute of it from the ring camera. Maybe there's more. Maybe there's not. So this is what I was talking about before. When they're talking about background checks, I'm like, all right, they want to expand background checks. What does that really mean? There's background checks all over the country. You go to a gun store, it's a background check. You try to buy a gun, you go to the little machine, fill out the background check, you pass, get your gun, go about your day. Some have waiting periods, some don't, but you got to do a background check. That's a federal thing, right? So when they, when they say expand background checks, what does that really mean? We're talking about red flag laws. We're talking about a list. There's a list already, clearly, because he came to his house with the list. With a printout, you have this gun, that gun, that gun. Can you bring them out for us, please? And you were also in Philadelphia. You got stopped with your guns. What's going on with that? There's a whole report on you right now. So when I was talking about they wanted to expand the background check to have a national registry to put your guns on the list, and then my, my scenario I made up, I didn't even see that before. That, that's totally new. I've not seen that before in my life. But my scenario I made up in my mind, which is going to be what happens, is exactly what happened right here. I was like, okay, they're going to come to your house with a list and say, hey, you have X, Y, and Z guns, and we're going to need those back. It's the, it's the next step is gun confiscation. Hey, you have this gun, that gun, that gun, that gun. We need those back. And if you don't have them, that's going to be a problem. And if you have more, that means you bought your guns illegally. That's going to be a problem too. Now you're going to jail for illegal possession and also because some of your guns were stolen, and you weren't a good steward of your property. 
Now you got a, a civil case in your hands. It might be a fine or some other kind of penalty for that. So that's that's how they're going to do it. And you see it right right here before your eyes. All right. The guns are purchased legally. That's correct, Eric. Legal gun purchase from a store. That's why they know what he has. Because once you go to the store, they have to report. Because you're doing a background check. as a federal background check. They got to report. So they already know what you got. You know, if you go to a store and buy your guns, you go to a federal firearms uh, dealer, they got to follow the rules. What the federal LA say. So when the feds get that, get that, that the flag on it, oh, he has three guns at once, four guns at once, go to his house. So that's pretty much what it is. Exactly, Nevada. That's why, that's why I played this one right here. Nevada says, meanwhile, those 12-year-olds with the blicks yawn exactly. These little boys out here selling water got two guns right here. There won't be anybody comes to their grandma house talking about where's little Trey, Trey Vontier at with his guns because they have no idea that he has them. I mean, they could catch them out there selling water with the guns on them. Maybe they'd be able to catch them if they got a reason to search them, perhaps from the video. Maybe that might be a dead giveaway. But beyond that, he has on the fanny pack. Why are you going to search that for what? You see what I'm saying? They have to actually physically find the guns on you. But with the with the uh with the feds, you buy your guns legally, they got you already in paperwork. They they got you right there. So that kind of incentivizes homemade guns and ghost guns and things of that nature because you don't want to be on that list. You don't want to be uh in the crosshairs of the federales come time to confiscate your weapons. We've seen that kind of floating around. People talking about, oh, um, if you don't want to relinquish your guns voluntarily, we'll come take them. So what if they get in power? They might become the next FBI director, the next ATF director. Then what? What's going to happen then? It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, um, the, the term blit came from New York, actually. I remember that came from New York. And then it became real popular all over the country. Uh, blicky meaning gun. That's where, that's where that came from. You know, I'm kind of having a hard time myself because some of these slang words are a little bit crazy. You know, I don't I don't know all the slang terms myself, but I got to kind of be aware of what, what the cool kids are saying nowadays. So, yeah, that's what that's what that is. And Blicks is just multiple. You understand? It's like B-L-I-C-K-S and Blick is one. It's short for Blick E. So that, there's your Urban Dictionary lesson for today of what uh, cer- certain slang terms for guns are. There, there's more that I won't say right here because they're kind of inappropriate. But if you know, you know. And I move right forward. So Jermanit says, what are you guys going to do? Send a tweet to the ATF? I mean, what are you going to do? What can anybody do? All I'm saying is be aware of what's going on. <laughs> I mean, what you going to, what, what, what can anybody really do? Be aware of what's happening. And if you could vote properly to vote properly, that's all I can say. You know, and, and, and also understand that if you go into a gun store, if you, if you fill up, if you have a background check at all, you're on a list. So there's ways around that, legally around that. I won't get into it right here, but just um, examine your options of what you could do legally to not be in the eyes of the uh, of the federales, on, on the federales' radar. That's all I would say. But again, be legal. Don't do anything illegal. Because can't nobody say, oh, ABL told me to buy some guns on the street. You said do something illegal. And I would never say do nothing illegal. You know, do it. Um, JIT camps, go say. Uh, I don't know no JIT camps. But... 
do things legally. That's all I'm saying. All right. Now, let me see. Let's let's go ahead and move forward here. We got a few more uh, topics on deck. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. More good news. Shout out to my man, Jose Alba, the 51 or 61 year old, uh, uh, you know, kind of a older man, older than me, put it to you that way. The bodega store clerk in New York City. Shout out to him for having the charges dropped against him. At first, so let's back up a little bit. The charges have been dropped and there were second degree murder. That was the charges against so second degree murder for a shooting, shooting for stabbing the guy in the bodega. Now, backstory, in case you forgot. So Jose, I was in the bodega just doing what he does, doing his job, right? Bringing up a customer. The customer wants a bag of chips for her daughter. Now, she gives Jose Alba an EBT card. An EBT card is electronic benefits transfer. It's your government benefits card. So you put pretty much everything on that card. You put food stamp balance on that card. You put other things. If you get SSI, you put all of that on that card. You also put child support on that card sometimes. But that's a different story. And I digress because child support goes to the government. Then you, they get their dibs on it. Then give back to you. They kind of loan it to you as your percent. Anyway, so... The EBT card didn't work. Maybe there wasn't any money on it. Maybe it was a malfunction. I don't know what it was, but the EBT card didn't work. So as a result, she could not get the chips. Now, the story from the, the girl, from the, the girlfriend is like, uh, the clerk um, hit my daughter's hand, knocked chips away, snatched them from her. I don't know what it was, but regardless of what's going on, she could not buy the chips because the card declined. It didn't work. It didn't go through. She's upset. She's furious. She's tearing the front of the store apart, knocking things off the counter. You know, typical, you know, that, that kind of thing, right? What, what we've seen before when somebody's upset over nothing. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm in, I'm in New York. I'm, I'm in this food store and they're charging me an extra dollar for sauces. I'm going I'm to destroy the entire front of the store. I'm going to destroy the, the partition. I'm going to throw cups and glasses. I'm going to do all kind of stupid stuff over $1.25 for extra, for extra sauce. So she does that. Then, then she calls her boyfriend to come to the store. Here he comes 10 minutes later. He goes behind the counter to confront the bodega poppy. He pushes poppy down into a chair that was behind the counter. He's hovering over him talking crazy, you know, typical barking, whatever. Mind you, the, you know, the corner store poppy is Dominican, which in my opinion, they black. It just light skin mixed, whatever. And then the attacker was black too. So it can't be this whole thing about, Oh, well he was black. No, let's not play that game. They're, they're different kinds of black. The poppy was Dominican and the, and the dark skin dude might've been Jamaican or something like that. They're both Caribbean you were dropped off first by the same boat I was dropped off on, so let's not even play that game. Y'all y'all probably got the same grandma, but anyway. So the poppy is just on the, on the chair, not trying to fight. At a certain point, he wants to get up and leave from behind there because he doesn't want to fight this, this boyfriend that came in to, quote-unquote, defend the girlfriend over the bag of chips from the EBT card that didn't work. Poppy's leaving. The boyfriend is fighting him. Not letting them leave. 
So you got assault battery, potential burglary, robbery, false imprisonment, kidnapping. All of that could be going on. So Poppy pulls out a blade and stabs him up, pokes him. There's video of it. You can find it. I can't post it right here, obviously, because it's blood everywhere. It's like really choppy, kind of grainy, two frames per second type stuff. You understand? But you can see you can see the blood appear on his shirt, poked him up. But he did that to try and get away from that guy who kept attacking him. The girlfriend jumps in and stabs Jose Alba, the, the corner store poppy, right? But she doesn't get charged at all. She's never charged, never arrested, never anything. But Jose Alba is charged, second-degree murder, taken to Rikers Island. Now, remember, he is stabbed up from the girlfriend. When he goes to Rikers, his wounds become infected because he didn't get medical treatment. Now you got a lawsuit potentially against New York City for doing that. Anyway, the charge, they were trying to get 500 grand bail. Then it became... 250 then $50,000 bail. So the family is not necessarily rich. They got to try to scrounge together money, 5,000 here. They're trying to get five grand from the store. They're trying to scrounge together money to get him out of um, jail. They get him out after a public outcry from the whole country and some parts of the world. You had the Bodega Association come out and speak on Fox News. You had... Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams speak out in favor of Jose Alba, the, the corner store clerk. You had people like myself and many others make videos. It became viral. After all that, they dropped, a charge after, um, they dropped charges against him, which should have been the case from the beginning. If you're not going to charge the girlfriend for stabbing the corner store poppy at all, but you're going to charge the corner store guy for defending himself, I mean, it's crazy. And and the law they used was that in New York State, in New York State or New York City or both, if there's a burglary happening, you can use lethal force to defend your place of business from being burgled. That was law they used. Now, I may not be saying that 100% right. I may not be quoting that 100% accurately, but that was pretty much the law they used because the guy was behind the counter, violent or whatever, and the whole bag of chips thing, they used that law. They could have done that from the very beginning because it was, it was obvious self-defense. He did not get stabbed up because he just wanted to stab him. The guy was bigger than him, half his age, fighting him, trying to beat him up. What am I going to do? He didn't uh, pull a gun and shoot him. He could have done that. So, yeah, shout out to Jose Alba, the corner store uh, poppy, the corner store clerk, the bodega clerk, for not going to the penitentiary, not, not going to penitentiary over this, not going to the trial process, not being in jail at all over this. He shouldn't have been from the beginning. The From the beginning, he should have just, okay, self-defense, no charges, nothing. But it was a whole big whirlwind, a whole big thing that he had to go through, unfortunately. Right? Oh, and also, um, we've seen cases where guys get charged with violent crime, like, I don't know, murder in New York City, and they can go home. With no bail, with zero bail. I'm talking about zero bail. And then they go out that the same night they get out, that very same night they get out and kill somebody else. And they're like, oh, why this happened? The guy was in jail. He he was in jail for a credible murder charge. It was credible. Like somebody saw him shoot somebody in the back of their head. He gets locked up and then he's out with, with zero bail. 
he goes and kills somebody in the same neighborhood he just came from. So he had one target hit him. All right, I'll go to jail right quick. I'm out. Okay, cool. Next target, I'm going to hit him too. It's easy to predict. But the guy who's actually a good Samaritan, well, not good Samaritan, who's lawful, law-abiding, you lock him up. Now, speaking about guys that get, um, that, that try to attack people, try to assault them, and then go home with no bail, let's talk about my man that attacked Lee Zeldin in New York State. Now, Lee Zeldin, you know, is a New York GOP house rep, U.S. house rep. So he's like the equivalent to uh, a Nancy Pelosi. Not obviously as far as her being Speaker of the House or what she does politically. I'm talking about their their role. She's a House rep, so is he. Chuck Schumer, Maxine Waters, they're all House reps. So imagine imagine this, just to, just to put it out there. Imagine some guy, some nut job, gets on stage and tries to stab Nancy Pelosi. He might get smoked right there. I'm talking about Memphis Barbecue, Nashville Hot, I'm talking about smoked instantly, faded, faded right away. And, and it wouldn't, and it wouldn't be a second fight to do it. So Lee Zeldin is in Parents in New York, is upstate right, um, right by Lake Ontario, um, Rochester, New York. He's giving a speech up there. It's a you know, small crowd, not not too many people, just kind of a regular crowd. And this guy appears on stage. Now people are saying, well, he should have been more aware, speaking about Lee Zeldin, because his guys on the stage, he shouldn't be there. But he has on the Iraq War veteran hat. So Lee Zeldin is like, hey, wait a minute, this guy might be a friend. I'm not sure what's going on here. This might not be a threat. Why would an Iraq War veteran get on stage and be a threat? That was his initial thought. But then he sees some kind of weapon in his hand. It's like some kind of knuckle device. I'll show it to you in a minute if you haven't seen it already. But he gets on stage wearing a device and then he kind of like cocks his hand back and says, you're done. Now, the effort to try and hit him with this device was really half-hearted. It was like he didn't even really want to do it. It was weird. He pushed his arm forward, but he didn't really punch. It was strange. But Lee Zeldin, if you don't know, is a black belt martial artist. So he was able to do some kind of wrist control to prevent his arm from going forward. And when he does that, the crowd that's around him is able to subdue him. And they're able to go ahead and get him arrested. Now, let me see if I can find that particular weapon he had. Um, and it was so weird. It wasn't like a it wasn't a knife, but it was some kind of poking instrument. I'm not sure why this big grown man had this, but hey, people are crazy nowadays. You don't know what's going on. The weapon he had is like what women would have in their purse or in a keychain for self-defense. It's like, it's, it's like enough to poke somebody, but not like a, a knife, really. Like me, I carry, you know, basically a, a blue pocket knife like this. This this would be what I have in my pocket, right? And or, and or a gun if I have one, allegedly, ATF, don't, don't you know, don't don't try to go in my house and see, see, see if I got it. But I'm going to have that. He didn't have anything like this. He had something else. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Let me just give one second to myself. And um, hold on. All right, here we go. Here's the article. I'm going to just show the weapon he has. And you can kind of see it in his hand a little bit. Even though it was it was really weird. So, yeah, there we go. Let's do this. So, here's the guy. 
And here is a weapon in his hand. Now, the weapon is like designed to go over two knuckles. I mean, over two fingers. Kind of like how brass knuckles would be, I suppose, right? You put them over your, over your fingers and you can use it to strike somebody. And this has like pointed edges. So he was trying to hit Lee Zeldin in the throat. Maybe to hit an artery, make him bleed out. That was probably the purpose. Okay. So you can see it right there as well. All right. It's, it's pretty visible right there. And that, that's the guy. He is 42 or 43 years old. And there's a weapon right there. You see it? So that is it. So again, I don't know why this big grown man had this. Because what you have here is like some kind of Hello Kitty type paraphernalia. It's, it's like a cat face. Keychain. Um, the, the eyes of the cat or where the fingers go through. And the ears of the cat or where you're able to poke somebody. You will find that like, um, if you if you're a, if you're about fourteen years old, if you're a fourteen year old girl, you you have something like that in your purse, or maybe some women. I don't want to be you know uh, offensive, but that'll be what you have in your in your in your in your backpack or your fanny pack or your purse or something like that. I have no idea why he had this, but again, people are crazy. They do things like this. That's what he had. He was trying to hit Lee Zeldin with it. Now this is probably plastic. Probably not steal at all. So if you were just to hit somebody with it normally, like if I if I cut you with a knife, it would not take much to, to break your skin or to hit you. It, you know, because it's a sharp, it's it's steel, it's sharp, it's easy. But with that, you're probably gonna need a little bit more force. But if you have this in your hand, like brass knuckles, you could do a lot of force with it if you swing in your hand properly. So that's what happened. Now, to get back to my point about, you know, bail and whatnot, so. Remember, this This is Lee Zeldin, a sitting U.S. House rep, the same as uh, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, AOC. They all got the same job. They're all House reps in the, in the U.S. Um, house. I ain't talking about New York State House. I'm talking about U.S. House. And he's trying to become the governor of New York to replace Kathy Holt, who replaced Andrew Cuomo, right? He's going for higher office. Now, the guy that did this was arrested and released immediately, although it was a felony assault charge or attempted assault. So felony charge released immediately, no bail. How does that work? And, and you wonder why there's a crime issue right now in a place like New York state and or New York city. You, you wonder why it's not hard to tell because you got guys that should be locked up that are not locked up, but guys that shouldn't be locked up are locked up and it takes a whole world movement to get him out of jail to get, get to get the charges dropped it shouldn't even been in charges to begin with you see what i mean that's how that's how the whole thing that's why there's an issue right now with crime in new york so is he arrested now hold on let me just make sure i'm i'm seeing the right thing what's this guy's name uh let's just say lee zeldin attacker his name is not really important so let's see okay so he not now he's arrested on federal charges so, very interesting. So, I guess he was arrested at first by New York State, right? Because that's where this whole thing happened. But now the federales are involved. They took over. So, now they've arrested him. And I guess he's still in custody there. I guess if, you, if the feds come get you, ain't going to be no, oh, yeah, go home. It's all recognizance, no bail. No, if the feds get you, it's over with. If they get you, 
you're not, you probably won't come home. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to you in the chat who said that he got arrested by the feds because that's correct. Let me go show this right here. You see it right here. Suspected attacker of GOP rep Lee Zeldin arrested on federal assault charge. Let me see if I can find anything else right quick. Okay. So his name is David something. Uh, 43 years old, was arrested Saturday and charged with assaulting a member of Congress with a dangerous weapon. There we go. That's correct. Um, let me see. Yeah. Now, he already is going to face state charges, but he was out on, I guess that's bail or bond or whatever, of the state jail. So now he's going to have the state charge and the Fed charge. So he's going to the penitentiary. You attack a U.S. House rep, a sitting U.S. House rep on stage with a weapon. Oh, no, you're going, you're going to the gulag, the federal penitentiary. I almost forgot about that part. Like I said, it's the equivalent of, like, if you go on stage and attack AOC right now, oh, you, it's, it's a wrap. You're going to the penitentiary. Bit rocks, little rocks, and it won't be any kind of deliberation. Oh, should, should he go away? No, you're going to go away. That's, that's how that's going to work. Okay. Attempt murder. Well, I'm not really sure. They, they may be able, they might not be able to prove that he tried to kill him. So I'm not, that's a good question saying, wouldn't it be attempt murder? But I'm not really sure that would be, I, I think it needs to be some kind of injury to say attempt murder because Lee Zeldin, Lee Zeldin didn't get actually injured. It was just an attempt at injury, but it was no actual injury. But if I'm wrong about that, y'all let me know. If, if, I have, if I have the law wrong on that, y'all please correct me on it. I love to be corrected. All right. So we got that going on. That's, that's good news that he got arrested by the, feder, by the federales. That's fantastic news. Now, oh, and speaking about AOC, because I did mention AOC, um, did you guys see the, the fake arrest? And by the way, but I've heard through the grapevine that the rumor mill states that um, the protest where AOC and Ilhan Omar and others were was something that was organized by a Soros-funded organization. All right, so you already know what it is. It's all it's all just smoke and mirrors. All right, so here's the actual arrest video. Let's go ahead and turn that down right quick and show it here. So AOC. And other squad members were arrested outside of a Supreme Court protest. You know, they, they protested, you know, they, they want to kill babies, of course. So they protested for that. And she gets arrested. And she's being led away. I'm going to turn the sound off. She's being led away by, I guess, officers. And it's like she has a, she has a hand behind her back, but she's not actually handcuffed. You see what I'm saying? She's not actually handcuffed. She has her hands in a handcuff position, but there's no handcuffs. So my question is, why walk like this if you're not actually handcuffed? Does make any sense? And then, then you do the, the fist raise. Now, some are going to say, well, she's being escorted out. That's why she was walking like that. Well, it was a girl, it was a girl right beside her doing the same thing, getting let out. And she wasn't walking with her hands behind her back like she was being arrested. She had her hands by her side, just walking normally. You see her right there. Her hands, her hands are just back by her side normally. She's not in the arrested position because she's not being arrested. She's being escorted out by police. 
or there could be an arrest, but there ain't no handcuffs going on. They're not handcuffing their two arrester. So there goes the fist of defiance. And it's not something that they just, it wasn't just AOC doing the whole hands behind the back thing. This was something that was organized, obviously, because you're going to see Ilhan Omar also do it. Watch, check it out. After this whole thing goes off here, you're going to also see Ilhan Omar, the other squad member, engaging in the same ridiculous stuff. All right, so here you go again. By herself walking with her hands behind her back. Why? You're not, you're not, there's no cop even on you. So here goes a cop right here trying to catch up to her. So it's like, what are we even doing here? This is all smoke and mirrors. If you're a regular normie and you don't look at, if you, if you see, if you watch the national news, they'll just show her walking with her hands behind her back. And you'll think she'd been arrested. They won't show the behind They won't show the angle from behind her where ain't no handcuffs on her. They'll just show that hands behind her back, walking away, led by police. She's being arrested. That's the, that's the smoke and mirrors you see on mainstream media television. It's crazy. The acting is very bad. The acting is at best is D level acting. All right. If I saw it on a lifetime movie, I would not be impressed. All right. If I saw it in the in the Wheaties commercial, maybe a little bit more impressive. But for the most part, I can't do nothing with it. Give me get, get some acting lessons and come back and holler at me. Then that's that's pretty much what I'm on. So yeah, I, I'm not really a fan of AOC or the squad at all. If you couldn't tell, if you couldn't tell, I, I'm not really their their supporter. Now, also, um, shout out to the mom who really was very brave to speak out against Black Lives Matter. Now, backstory. This guy, young young black male, I think that she's black or mixed. I can't really tell what, what race she is, but that's not necessarily that important. I'll talk about the race thing in a little bit. But a 20-year-old black male by the name of Andrew Sunberg Anyway, his name, his nickname is Tekle or Tekle or whatever, T-E-K-L-E. So this guy, Andrew Sunberg, has a gun and he's shooting inside of the mother's house. Okay, picture right here of the people involved. So that, that's the guy right there, Mr. Sunberg, with his guns and weed. Stand-up citizen, right? And this is the mother when she confronted the protesters for being outside of her house, supporting this guy after he shot into her house. Okay. She's a single mom, got kids. She was in the kitchen cooking dinner for her kids. This guy shoots into her home into, I think a bathroom through her front door unloads. Why? I don't have the information. Maybe that's out there, but I don't know. But the police hit him with some, uh, with I think, with snipers, and they killed him. So BLM protests right outside the house or the apartment where he got killed and where she lives because I think he was her neighbor. So imagine you getting shot at by this guy. You're trying to, you know, protect your life, protect your kid's life. And once you get back to your house to get your belongings and leave, you got BLM out there protesting for him. How would you feel about that? Like, what, what would be your reaction to that scene going on? Okay, so here's the video if you haven't seen it. Here, here's one video, and I got a follow-up video, one that has just come out pretty recently. 
that I'll also um, show you guys. But you got to see the full context. You got to see the mother going off on the, the protesters. Then you got to see why she did that. I, I just told you what happened, but you got to see it to really just believe it. So let's check it out. Now, the guy right here is, I think, the guy's dad. That, that, that explains the Andrew Sunberg name, but that's a different story. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at a different time, I suppose. Okay. You're alive. Okay. Shut up. You guys need to just let it go. Grief in silence. This is not okay. okay. This is not a George Floyd situation. George Floyd was un unarmed. He was unarmed. You're alive. This is not okay. My kids have to deal with this and probably have a mental illness now because they almost lost their life. There's bullet holes in my kitchen because he sat in Did you hear that? So she was saying, look, there's bullet holes in my kitchen. And some moron in the back says, hey, not in you, though. Not in you. Yeah, he shot at you. Shot through your kitchen. You had to duck bullets. And your kids are right there having duck bullets, too. But you didn't die, so so what? That's that's what the guy said in the background. Let's let's run a little bit so you can hear it. Have a mental illness now because they almost lost their life. There's bullet holes in my kitchen Not because he sat in the fucking hallway. Why Sorry for the cursing. Watching my move. I wish it never happened either. That I don't have a place to call home. I can't sleep that night. She's obviously going through a moment. They're telling her to shut up. She got shot at by this guy for no reason, as far as I know. They're telling her to shut up. You see how people you see how deranged people are and just BLM people? You see, you see what See how this is 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 playing out. Now imagine imagine this. What what are you what what kind of what are you thinking about by getting in her face when she's the victim here? She got shot at no reason. Kids got shot at. But you want to get in her face? You 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 you're, you're crazy. You need you need to go to jail for this. So that was her confronting. Now we're going to see body cam footage of her having to be rescued by the police when the shooter was still in there actively shooting. And now, now, you, now you understand more why she was behaving like that because anybody would, if you went through what she went through and then you get, to, you get back to the house to get your belongings and people are out there protesting for your shooter. They're protesting for him and not for you. And people out there telling you to shut up. You're not dead. So what? All right. So let me see if I can... Um, find a condensed version or just the part where I need to find, hold on.
I'm trying to find just the main part here. Let me see if this is going to be right here. Okay. All right. So here, here's the part where they rescue her. The, the full thing is like 14 minutes long. I won't play that full thing. I'll just play this piece right here. So that's her right there, having to be rescued by the police. Rescued. And and the guy right behind her shooting, shooting. She's having to duck bullets, getting rescued by the police. And her kids are still in the actual apartment. You see this door here is open. Her kids are right there. And the shooter is somewhere in another door. Shooting still. So here, here come the kids, little kids. Now imagine going through something like that. You're the victim. You're being shot. At. You had to get rescued. You had to get saved by the police, and you come back to your house, and people out there protesting. And is it protest? Not for you, but for the guy that was shooting, the active shooter. I mean, it's like if you went to if you if, if you um were in a grocery store where there was active shooter, and the police they clip him after he, uh, you know, after they get there, you survived it, and you come back to the store, or you just happen to drive by there. There's a protest for the guy that got clipped, the active shooter that shot, that, that, that almost killed you. So yeah, there, there's a whole big video. This is, uh, if you want to see it for yourself, if you, you can just search Tekle Sunberg, T-E-K-L-E, shooting, body cam video released by Minneapolis PD, Fox 9, KMSP. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's why the, the BLM and whatnot, they have no validity because they keep supporting stuff like that. Just ridiculous stuff. People that don't need to be supported, violent, dangerous criminals. It's, it's, it's a whole mess. Oh, and shout out to everybody that went to um, the Turning Point event today uh, and over the weekend. I, I, would, I would love to be there, but I didn't know about it until until late. Um, there was a protest outside of there. It, it was, I guess you would say, peaceful. It wasn't no no violence or nothing going on, but you had some nut jobs out there. Uh, why was he shooting? I don't know. Crazy. That's that. You know, it, it, you 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 could you could explain a lot of things back in the day by saying somebody's crazy, but now. I guess that's politically incorrect. I'm not really sure. But there was a protest outside of Turner Point. There was quite a few people out there, but here's one gem of a lady. Shout out to all the libertarians out there. You're a fascist. You're a fascist. Shutting down journalists.
Yeah, that, that's one lady. There, there's more. Let me see if I can find some clips right quick. And then I get to the super chats. And then I get to the calls. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. Okay. Let's, let's show this right quick. And shout out to my man, Alex Stein, a.k.a. Primetime Stein. He's hilarious. Um, hold on. Here's here's a good video. Liberals, you know, especially the white female liberals, not to be racist, but I'm just saying this is just what happens. They always do this. So she was speaking. I guess she told Drew Hernandez. Obviously, he's not. He's a Hispanic guy. She says she told him to kill himself outside of the protest because I guess she doesn't believe in what he believes in. So let's see what happens here. I should kill myself? Why? Why? Why should I kill myself? Why should I kill myself, white liberal? Why should I kill myself, white liberal? Why should I kill myself, white liberal? Huh? But they always do that. They'll, they'll say the most hateful thing to you, and then they'll just walk away. You know what I mean? It, it, it kind of reminded me of Will Smith with that slap. So go back there right quick. You're going to slap me and walk away? See, no, 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 no. I mean, depending upon where you are, that might come out and it might be something else. But <laughs> but seriously, they always do that. They'll, they'll say the most hateful thing to you and then walk away. You know, like he won't do anything or like they just, they, 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 don't, want, they, don't, they don't want confrontation, but they want to confront you. It's so, it's so weird. It's so weird. They're, they're weird people. Here's more people outside of the Turning Point event uh, expressing their, uh, their grievance. Guys, it's a real-life NPC. <laughs> can, you say or, can you say anything else? What was that? Get the fuck What's that? I'm a trans gay man. What? You are the fashion. <laughs> a trans gay man? Why? Why? Why Why go through all those hoops? Why go around your elbow to get to your hind parts? I won't say it the full way because I got to be kind for the kids. But why do all that? You are the fascist. You're shutting me down. You're the fascist. Fascist. The fascists are here. No, I'm not going anywhere. This is our event. I don't give a fuck. You need to back up. So you're going to tell us to leave? Well, because we are taking this space, so we need This is our event. I'm talking about, I get it, but. So you're not going to tell me what I can or cannot do on this property. I'm just letting you know that. Or else what? What are you going to do? I'm not going to do anything. Okay, then get out of the way. Yeah, so that's 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 your protest right there, and they 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 look the same all the time. It's like, did they come from the same casting agency? Is is it the same? Like hundred protesters that always show up to these things. They all they, all, they look the exact same all the time. Septum rings looking crazy. I, I don't know, man. It's just it's a whole lot going on. So here's here's my man Alex Stein hanging out with the protesters. Let's let's watch a little bit of this and I keep on moving. Oh, you guys are 
the, the, the screeching is at an all-time high. Shout, shout out to O'Shea Duke Jackson. The screeching is at an all-time high for no reason. So yeah, that's pretty much what that was out there at the, the protests. You know what? I've I've been to a few events where there was protests happening. Like I was at an event. Matter of fact, I was at an event in Atlanta, probably about three years ago when Trump was speaking. It was a black conservative event, you know. And I, I'm I'm at the event, and I heard there was protests, but I had I had I didn't even see them because they're outside the event. And when you're inside of a place like that, you can't even really hear them. You're you're talking to everybody there, so there's there's noise from the the crowd inside talking, and you're hearing the speakers, and you're like in the room where it's like kind of soundproof, I suppose. So I didn't hear a word from the protesters outside. I heard it was a big protest, but I didn't see none of it. By the time I got out there, they were all gone. I guess they got like a time limit. Maybe they're on a clock for a certain amount of hours, and once it's time to go, they gotta go. I didn't see one protester at all the whole time. So, yeah, sh shout out to my main man, Alex Stein, for, for being out there doing his thing. <laughs> but shout out to all the screechers. Sorry for RP headphone users. I'm sorry. That was a little bit loud. But let's go to the Super Chats, and then we get to the calls. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. We'll get to the calls in just a moment. Let's get to the Super Chats first. Um, hold on one second here. Get everything back to normal. Thank you to Mallory Foss, who says, GOP versus POG. 2022, the grand old party versus the party of groomers. There you go. Uh, thank you to Caius Posthumus who says, ABO, do you think we'll see lawsuits over the ATF? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. That's, that's a very good question. Um, also hope conservative states come out against the ATF. And also red states are totally going to separate from the blue, of course. Thank you to Ian Kenny who says, remember the 29th, the May 29th insurrection will be eliminated. Tifa tore down barricades at the White House, injured 60 plus law enforcement, and set the fire to a church. I do remember that. And the main thing from that day was the Trump photo op that they tried to attack. Oh, he had the Bible upside down. Just dumb stuff. But a church got burned. Like, is that not important or, or not? Nah? I guess not. Uh, let me see. Thank you to Apple who says, rest in peace to J6 MAGA Patriot. Mark um, R. Unkst, 47, death by suicide in prison for parading at the at the Capitol. Bloods on the hands of the DOJ and FBI. You know what? They don't talk about how I, I saw that story and may he rest in peace. I saw that story, but when you see the headlines, they don't say that he was in jail. They just say he died by suicide, but they don't say where he was at when he did it. Interesting. But again, that's the, that's the mainstream media for you. They don't tell you the full story. They tell you pieces of it to craft a narrative but they now they don't have the intention of being honest. They have the intention on telling you whatever they want you to know, making you think whatever they want you to think, and not really knowing the truth. Shout out to Christy who says, "Hey, Bill, could you send me your birthday?" Shout out, happy birthday to you! Happy birthday! Enjoy your birthday. Glad you're here with us. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you could spend your special day with us on ABL Live. So happy birthday to you, and enjoy many, many more. All right. Um, Apple says, ABO, as a kid, you play airsoft, paintball, Nerf gun. 
Oh yeah, definitely Nerf gun. Um, paintball, we did paintball, yeah, but definitely the Nerf. That that was our main thing. Yep. Also, ABO as a kid, you have a tree house, a tree fort. No, <laughs> it can't no, it can't no tree fort and no uh, apartment complex. <laughs> uh, so nah, we had no. I never had that, but I always wanted some kind of tree house or a tree fort or something like that. What we did was like a typical little kid thing was uh, um, a chair fort inside your living room. You get some chairs together, put a sheet over it, and you get a fort right there <laughs> or a pillow fort, but it was never no treehouse or nothing like that. I wish. I, I definitely wish. Um, also, Kaya says, sheriff shouldn't allow ATF in their counties. Apple says, Elijah Dickin at 40 yards hit 8 out of 10 on target in 15 seconds. Sebastian Gorka was amazed. That's a good score, ABL. Oh, yeah, definitely. Kurt um, Schilter said Elijah is better than 400 Uvalde police officers. You train often? Well, I, I need to train more because if I to to hit your target eight times out of ten from that distance with a with a handgun is amazing. Like a butt naked handgun, like a regular just piece. You straight, straight to the store. Here, here's a handgun. Take that and go shoot him. No, no formal training. All he had was his pawpaw, probably to teach him how to shoot, and that was it. That is enough, apparently. <laughs> that is enough. Um, let me see. Thank you to Apu again, who says, "Will Black community support Hillary or Kamala twenty four? There won't be a female president elected directly. The only way that you're going to get a female president is if she's a vice president, and then the president." kicks the bucket, and then she becomes a president. I move on. Thank you to Daxlov, act man Carey, who says, hashtag keep fighting, build a get home bag, hashtag 917 is coming, I ran, but nobody cares, and there are four lights, control the coin in the courts, leave the rest of the rabble. Uh, and it's a quote by uh, Frank Herbert. Thank you to Apple who says murder of murderer of David Dorn found guilty. Justice. Correct. Absolutely. And hopefully he gets a long time in the penitentiary. Throw him up under the jail. Big rocks, little rocks, or even the rope. I wouldn't be, I would, Hey, go ahead and go ahead and give him the rope. Give him the light switch. Give him the squad, not the, uh, Congress squad. Give him the other kind of squad, the old school squad. Okay. The, 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 um, the, the, the curtain call squad. You understand? Thank you to Apple again. It says Ray Epps fed. So are fence cutter and scaffold commander. Also Democrats claim gas prices down. Is that true? ABL? Well, their prices are down, but they're not down to where they were. Like they're trying to claim victory over the gas prices going from four fifty to $4. <laughs> but it's like, all right, what about the way it was before you got into office? What can we get back to, like to $2 and 50 cents? Like, it's down, but it's not down enough. And also, that could be because people are trying to conserve gas. They're not buying as much, so there's a lower demand. So you're going to have a lower price, but you still are not at an affordable price, really. You know what I mean? This like, okay, at the peak of it, I was paying for my truck 125 bucks to fill up. But before, it was 65 bucks to fill up. Now it's $115. Thank you for the $10 discount. But I'm still like double what I was paying before. Brandon got an office. So it's down, but not down enough. It's still expensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 
So gas was two fifty a gallon in Tennessee before Biden administration. Then it became four fifty. Now it's four dollars. Should I say thank you for that? I think not. I think not. Thank you to M. Fisher for the how's it going it, emoji donation. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to KKW who said thank you ABL for all you do. Um, shout out to Datsloff at Man Carrier who says it's so hard to find good criminals to protest for these days. We just need more law-abiding criminals. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you to Kalma Kapufi. And I know I told your name up, man. I'm sorry. For the victory emoji. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate you. Thank you to Chrissy who says, I read that one. Thank you to Kurt who says, love your ceaseless dedication to the political fight. God bless you, bro. Thank you. Means a whole lot to me. And thank you to Mr. J who says, ABL is a true patriot. Thank you for that as well. Well, that's a wrap for the Super Chats for now. Let's get to the uh, call. So number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's also an email. You can call in through Skype. You can be right here. Bottom left-hand corner of the screen. Talk about what's going on. Uh, the, the email for that is in the description box. Go ahead and bring me on up. We can do that whenever you're ready. And let's get cracking here. Hopefully, Skype wants to work right. If it doesn't work right, you know it's not my fault. Please blame the white man. And we're going to get rolling. Exactly, Ivana says. Ivana says, LMAO. So he didn't cause the increase, but he caused a decrease. Right. So when the price goes up, oh, it's not my fault. Blame the other guy. When the price goes down, yeah, I control it. It's funny because they say, well, president, they don't, they don't control gas. It's international. Prices don't control it, but they control it when it goes down. If you, if you control the up, you control the down too. That's how that works. You can't you can't you can't just say I only control one piece of it. You control it or you don't control it. You know that's how that works. Ace is you online. I'm speaking to. All right, give me one second here because I think I'm having a problem with my audio, but it's fine. I'll get that fixed in just one second. All right. Let's go. All right, caller, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you loud and clear. All righty, man. What's going on? Hey, brother. How you doing? Uh, now, now I got an echo, but that, I can live with it. Okay. But, uh, man, uh, burn, loot, and murder showed their true colors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just, this is... Yep, this is what happens when they close down all the mental hospitals and let those people out, and now they're voting Democrat. Everything that's went on, and I know you'll find this pretty easy to believe, is uh, PSYOPs. It's just simple military psychological warfare that's being played against the American public. And uh, you can tell the more effective it is, the more the person suffers from Trump derangement syndrome, the crazier they get about it. I mean, my ex-union leader's eyes used to glaze over, and he just turned red in the face, about ready to bust one of his temple blood vessels, you know? And it's like, dude, I have no use for Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton, but I don't go like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what I mean, brother? Right, absolutely. Uh so what do you think about what's going on around the entire world now? As far as what? 
uh, Peru, Paraguay, Sri Lanka, Netherlands, Italy. I mean, the whole world. The only reason why we're in Ukraine is because the World Economic Forum wants to take Russia down because Putin does not does not want to be part of the he wants Russia to remain autonomous. He doesn't want to be part of a new world order. He doesn't want to be part of a one world government where this they want to kill off ninety five percent of the population. They they said that. Bill Gates has said that. We need to reduce the population. the only billionaire that has not said that and said we're heading for a collapse has been Elon Musk. Yeah. And uh I don't I mean, anybody out there listening, even if you don't like us or you hate us, you wish us dead, that's fine. I'm going to die one day, just not today. But anyhow, it's their words. Bill Gates' parents, as I told you before, were big into Planned Parenthood with Margaret Sagler. The Chinese are they've got that monkeypox virus that they they claim they synthesized it. But... Uh, and uh, in Ukraine, all the bioweapons labs that they don't want to talk about on the mainstream media, you know, there's a lot of stuff that uh, we were doing, our government was doing, and NATO governments were doing to irritate Russia into attacking to where they were backed into a corner. And uh, I've trained for four years to kill Soviet soldiers with enthusiasm, and I spent three years on the Iron Curtain, but I've also been to Russia twice and. 2017, and they're actually not bad people at all. They're pretty decent people. They're very warm and welcoming. Um, you know, they're just like everywhere else. They got some crazy people. We got our fair share of crazy people. What do you think, brother? Oh, definitely. I think Russia gets a bad rap because they went, they, they're like the boogeyman. That's pretty much what that is. So whenever anything happens, That's, you blame Russia for it. Thank you. That's exactly right. Hitler had to have the Jews as a boogeyman. They always have to have a boogeyman. The old school Democrats, the blacks were the boogeyman. And they're honestly, the them people sit there and talk about a big switch in politics, how the party switched. No, they didn't. The Democrats gave out welfare and the black people went to, to vote Democrat after that. The, they're still the party of racism. Instead of you're a colored person, now you're a person of color because that sounds so much nicer yeah right it's the you same, know what i mean same exact thing right you know it's exactly they're just they just got better at lying and uh aoc uh when i said that she was a fake puerto rican which she is she's not from puerto rico she's from new york city she represents new york city i know what the puerto ricans call them now they call them new ricans <laughs> Because their attitude is, you're not from Puerto Rico. Why you tell everybody you're from Puerto Rico? You don't share our values. Puerto Ricans are very family orientated, love God, and uh, love babies. They're not. You go to Africa and tell the woman she has a right to kill her, your baby. She's got uh, her baby. She's gonna look at you like you're crazy. There's something wrong with you, and they're right. There is something wrong with you. I went 47 years before I had my first child. You know, <laughs> I have two kids now, ABL, and I absolutely adore them. They're great kids. Their teachers love them. Right. You know, so 
I don't know why these people are so afraid of a little bit of personal responsibility. And I'm going to close with, I wish I had money to send you super chats this week, brother. But my, my stupid dog last week got a hold of a squirrel and she lost a ton of weight, skin and bones, $300 so far at the vets. It's killing me. Right. Between Democrats and the dog. I hear you, man. <laughs> All right, brother, you take care, stay safe, and God bless America. And remember, America's coming three colors, red, white, and blue, just like Topher said. Y'all take care. Love you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. The number to call, you guys in the drill, 434-658-1220. All right, Tariq, what's going on? Abio, what's going on, man? Just want to piggyback off that last caller, man. You know, I, I think one of the main reasons why we hate Russia is in the Obama administration uh, when Russia's, well, actually, I think it started the Bush administration where, you know, we in, we invaded Iraq under a pack of lies, destroyed this, 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 completely changed that country for the worse. And then here comes Obama, Mr. Mr. Peace Man, who lied and said, you know, he'd rather talk to countries and stay out of wars. Well, then he goes and messes up Libya. And, you know, you know, it's crazy. The, the first African-American president goes after a, a black African country who's like, hey, we want to be independent. We want to do our own thing. <laughs> but anyways, and then, you know, Syria, you know, the whole Syria thing happened when the United States was was funding rebels to take out the Syrian government. And then that's when Russia stepped in and said, no, you know, Syria called in Russia to, to help. And the Russians claim and slowed slow that whole process down. And and then and then I believe the Russians, oh man, I can't remember. I, there was some peace thing that they did where they had Syrians give up some weapons to release some sanctions. I don't know, something like that. But long story short, Russia did foil that plan in Syria. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I think that's one of the large major reasons why. NATO and the corrupt Western governments hate Russia, which is why I believe Ukraine was pop propped up to agitate Russia. That's that's just that's just in my opinion. But regardless, this has nothing to do with Americans. Russia has never killed any Americans. They they don't have no means of attacking us currently. You know, they aren't a threat. So, you know, for Americans to be mad at Russia is is either you are watching way too much mainstream media, you know, start they need to start watching independent media like yours, or they just hate Russia because they they hate Trump, which is tri- childish, trivial, and you know, these are just grown children that really needs to grow up. So yeah, that's just the one thing I want to talk about. And then the other thing is um you know, I, I want to talk about, uh, you know, I always talk about this when I call your show, but, you know, I'm paying really close attention to that Wyoming race with Liz Cheney. And did you know, man, Liz Cheney now has Democrat donors donating to her? Like, did you know that? I did hear about that, yes. And they say these things. It's so funny. They always say these things where, you know, I may not agree with her, but she does put country first. And, you know, these sellouts, you know, statements like that is really going to the to the idiotic rhino Republican voter who 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 does not vote on policy. You know, I, I think the rhino voter, the the rhino voters is bougie, you know, and they probably just vote on optics. 
but they but they don't vote on policy. So they say things like that to get the rhino voter happy about Liz Cheney. And then it's also psychologically designed to get the Democrat voter in Wyoming to vote for Liz Cheney. But she's still losing, man. And I hope she continues to lose because this January 6th thing is just really a Trojan horse. It's a kangaroo court smoke screen designed to destroy Trump. You know, because Democrats, you, you got to think about it, man. They have nobody run against Trump. If Trump runs in 2024, who is a popular candidate that can take on Trump? They have nobody. So like Democrats always do, liberals always do, is they try to destroy you, you know, trying to use anything they can, any of the legal system. Then you got these traitorous Republicans like Liz Cheney aiding it. That's why she has to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want the Democrat donors to waste their money. You know, I want her to just look silly and leave halfway while the January 6th trial is still going, that sham trial. So, yeah, man, that's what I want to say about that. And just one last thing, man. Um, do you know who Eric July is? Yes. Did you see that new comic book he got launching? Yeah, I saw that, where it was like a whole uh, a thing where it's like a, a million dollars and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Dude, dude raised $3 million. Now, get this, man. Now, here's what frustrates me, bro. And, and this is the problem that I have with black liberals and, and why they make this whole, you know, black people acting like we are unified in the public, but really we're not. Bro, tell me why he was attacked by two big black comic book independent creators. You know what I'm saying? There is one comic book creator called Black Sands Comic. You know, he, he's, he, he went to the Shark Tank, got backed by uh, Kevin Hart and some, um, I forget the other, uh, some other, you know, white billionaire guy, whatever. And, you know, they attack him, and the way they attack him is they character assassinate him. They say, look at this coon. He took a picture with Kyle Rittenhouse. So, they had to go down this man's pace. They had so much hate for this black man because I, I I never seen them attack any white white person, but they had so much hate for this black man that they had to go down his Twitter page and find a picture of him and Kyle Rittenhouse. That's someone looking for trouble, and 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 then it's this jealousy. It's this I want to be the only black man on top, and if any other black man comes, I want to squash him. But then at the same time, I want to talk about how pro-black I am. Because, you know, I look at this Black Sand Guy creator page, you know, and he's always talking about, you know, we need to support more black independent people, things like that, doing a whole pro-black talk. His whole comics is based in Egypt, you know, the whole We Was Kings things with black people. But then you have another black man coming up, and instead of giving him his flowers, you're going to call him a coon, Uncle Tom, you know, say he's on Fox News to, to, to character assassinate him and didn't even allow the man to ship his first comic book. I mean, bro, I'm telling you, man, when I see things like that and then I look at how we parade on the liberal media, how we act like we're unified, no, we're not. That is a show for white liberals. And just want to say, no, it's not, because when stuff like this happens, this is exactly why the black community cannot come together. There is no code for nothing. We just go rogue on each other. And I'm like, yo, I have yet to see like an Asian attack each other or a Latino, but it's always these black liberals who want to talk about being pro-black 
And they are the main ones stoking all type of separation, stoking all type of division. They are the main ones embarrassing us politically where you got a, a woman doing a headstand twerk and talking about vote for me. And you don't hear anything from these black liberals, anything from a black liberal power saying, hey, like, don't we need some freaking de decorum? If you're going to rep represent us, do y'all have any decorum? Nothing. So, yeah, man, it's it's all this fake pro-black stuff, you know. And this is one last thing, man. When I when I see black people talk about being pro-black, especially in the media, just translate that anything that has anything to do with white liberal ideology and just paint it with a black face. And that's all I got to say, bro. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. I take care. Yeah, man, the whole thing with uh, Eric July is crazy. And they always, the, 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 the pro... I call them the pro-wax. These pro-black people, they always do that. They talk about how, oh, we got to sit together. We got to, you know, black, 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 artists and that. They talk about all that, but whenever they get a chance, they attack another black person. That's like one of their main things. Like one of their favorite pastimes is attacking black people. They, they, they don't agree with over this, over that. It, it'd be small things, not anything really major. Small things, little things, and it'd be a whole big thing. They, 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 they'll fall out over the smallest of things, over nothing. Things that shouldn't even be a real problem. But it's it's so silly to me. Now when Nate, you don't know how much speaking to. ABL, it's JB Scotchman from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? Oh well, man, how about yourself? Oh yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Yeah, a lot of good topics tonight, yeah. A lot of good a lot of good subjects to cover. Um there was one that I don't think you have covered yet. Have you heard about Nancy Pelosi and her husband, Paul, their latest stock market purchases? Oh, yeah, I've definitely heard about that. It's, you know, it's insider trading. And, you know, this is something that's kind of common, not kind of common. It's very common in um, government in, in general, executive, because, okay, this is how people like the Obamas, the Bushes, everybody, they will make a certain amount of money for a salary, 300000 400000 but their net worth is like millions and millions. Okay, how do, you, how do you make as a president, Barack Obama, four hundred grand per year, but when you become the president, all of a sudden you're worth like $100 million? It's because you're doing stuff like this. It may not be direct where you know something's coming down the pike and you buy a stock to prevent losing or to gain, but it'd be other things they do because they have inside information. They're, in, they're on the hill and they know what's going on. That, that shouldn't be legal, but it is because it's 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 epidemic in D.C. Yeah. I, I couldn't have said it better, man. I really, that, that was perfect, you know. I mean, they locked up Martha Stewart, you know, for getting an insider tip. Oh, yeah. You know, and now you got someone like Nancy Pelosi who's making who's passing the bills that's going to change the stock market. And her husband's like, oh, I think I'll throw in a couple million on this stock with NVIDIA. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it, it's right out there in the open, too. And no one's doing anything about it. Yeah. I mean. Because the problem it, is. It blows my mind. Like, the, like, if you or I did it, like, if you or I got this information, and we put money in NVIDIA stock, yeah, we'd be arrested. We'd be thrown in jail. 
you know. Of but course, no, Nancy just goes right out in the open with her husband. Yeah, and there's a video. It's not a very I don't know. I think YouTube is kind of scrubbing them away because if you try to look it up on YouTube, there's not much on this. But there was a reporter that that asked her about this, saying like, you know, does your Paul, your husband Paul have inside information about what's going to happen? You know, to the chip manufacturers, and she just kind of like, yeah, she scurried away like a little, like a little scared dog, you know. And um, yeah, this should be number one top news story. It really should be, but it's not. You know, it's getting buried, and you know, it's pretty sad. Yeah, I, I agree but with you. Anyway. Oh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Man. No, I was I was saying I agree with you. That's all I have for that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rules for the, but not for me. The, not for me, exactly. All right, buddy. Love you, man. Love all your callers and all the people in the chat. Uh, it's a good night, man. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, later, dude. So that was a good call, and I have um, a clip to show you guys. This 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 is actually a perfect clip, perfect timing, because he said he couldn't find that clip of her scurrying away. <clears throat> I have that clip, but I have a bonus. Shout out to Dave Chappelle, a genius, a sage, a, a fortune, a, a, a future, like a, a, a remote viewer. He, he's able to see the future before it happened. Now, remember... On the Chappelle show, Dave Chappelle did a sketch where he was in a political setting and they're talking about some corruption and whatnot. Let's let's just watch it. This is almost like verbatim what Nancy Pelosi did. <laughs> Excuse me. And they got it side by side. And I may have to play it twice so you catch it all the way. Let, let's go ahead and roll this. Shout out to um, Tim Young at Tim Runs His Mouth for this mashup. Over the course of your career, uh, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on the information he's received? What are you saying? Uh, over the course of your career, huh? has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on the information you've received from you? No. Absolutely not. Okay. Has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on the information he's received from you? So the first question was, um, during your career, has your husband ever made a purchase based upon Information that you have, inside information, the stock purchase. That that's the whole thing. What are you saying? No. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> so after the question, she just bends the microphone down and walks off. But in the Chappelle Show's kit, he knocks the bottle of water over and runs away. It's the exact same thing. One more time before we get back to the calls. Okay. She, the, the guy's asking about her husband and stock purchases that he has made because of things that he's learned from her. At any point during their career, has it ever happened? Over the course of your career, uh, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on the information he's received? What are you what? saying? Uh, over the course of your career, huh? has your husband ever made a stock purchase? I mean, the, the, the facial expressions, like, huh? And leaning in, it's it's one to one, the same exact thing. Sale based on information you received from you. No, 
No, I would never. No. Absolutely not. Okay. And then run away. That's Dave Chappelle. I'm telling you, that's, that's why he's the goat because he he understands. He he saw that back then when Chappelle show came out. That might have been 15 years ago. I don't even know when it came out, but it's it's right on it, right on it. But let's keep going here. And again, shout out to at Tim Runs Mouth on Twitter for that one. That was fantastic. The uh, an, an astute observation, if I do say so myself. But let's keep going here. Let's go to. Two six oh, you're in the line. I'm speaking to. Two six oh, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, I can hear you. Uh, how are you this evening? Oh, it's all good. About yourself? I'm good. Um, I was wondering if maybe you could help me out with this question. Um, you know, it seems like a lot of the same themes that were going on in the BLM riots were actually what the Democrat Party, um picked up on and um, started to uh, push as far as their platform went. Um, do you think that that was that basically, do you think that the BLM riots were organized by the democratic party or do you think that they reacted to the demands of BLM rioters after the fact? Um, I think that the BLM riots Kind of, I'm going to say they were organized by the Democratic Party directly, maybe a subcontract type thing. So, for example, BLM would say, well, not the BLM, but Democratic Party would say, hey, we need to do more grassroots organizing. Okay, here's a budget for the grassroots organizing. Now, there's a company over here that does certain little consulting. Okay, what can we do? Okay, let's let's go over here and do that. So, it wouldn't be directly organized by the Democratic Party, but it'd be a degree of separation. This is why when you go to the BLM website, or at least back in 2020 and 2016, maybe even now, when you go to the website and you want to donate, it's the same platform that Democratic Party uses, Act Blue, because you probably got a third party that's doing all that for them. Okay, but do you, we'll do all this stuff. For, we'll, do, we'll do the marketing for you guys, the fundraising and the marketing. We'll take care of a lot of the online back-end stuff. So they probably got the same people they talk to. It's one degree of separation. So not directly by the Democratic Party, but by the same people that they employ. So it may as well be. But it's enough of a separation oh, okay. where you could say, well, we didn't do it directly, but they did it. Yeah. And also, like, some of these elements were also present in, uh, like, Obama's. Uh, administration, like especially like the whole transgender bathroom thing and um, things along that line. So it looks like it looks to me like you know a lot of these key elements of what we call, now call wokeness is were actually going on at that point as well. Yeah, uh, definitely, and it's just a matter of them trying to progress it more and more. You know, it, it'll start at a certain place and then they'll just do more things to advance it as far as they can. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you think that most ordinary people at this point know what's up with wokeness and they know generally, uh, you know, what the major problems are. Do you think the normal man on the street is aware of those issues at this point and that they will vote accordingly? In 2022, 
the average person does not really know what's going on. Not really. They may see the occasional crazy story on the news, but they don't really understand the depth of it. They don't really get it. They they still uh-huh. they still vote on a pretty um on on a pretty simplistic level. So they'll probably react more uh towards um inflation and things like that more than actually understanding the dangers and the fact that this is associated with uh basically neo Marxism. Oh yeah, definitely. That they'll they'll focus more on, you know, the gas prices. That's the main thing right now. You know, if you if you talk yeah. to them about neo Marxism, they can you know, one area after the other. But one thing that they can actually see every day that affects them every day is, is the, the gas prices and inflation. Yeah. Well, thanks for your uh, your uh, views on that, and I appreciate your show and guys like you who are trying to press the envelope as far as warning people. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Have a good evening. Same to you. Yeah, man, the main thing that will get people to really understand and pay attention is them gas prices, man. I mean, it's out of control. Uh, and then food and everything costing more. That's going to get people to really understand. 575, you don't know who am I speaking to? Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm from New Mexico. All right, man. Last call, I was talking about today, like they, they were organizing those BLM riots and everything. So we all know like Hollywood's kind of on the left side pretty much, right? Yeah, of course. You remember those Charlottesville, um, the Tiki Torch guys marching down the street or whatever? Yeah, I remember that. I, I remember watching a World War II clip, and you can find an identical scene to that that literally looks like they just recreated it just to get that whole Nazi in your head. Nazi, the Nazi bad, Nazi bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's 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 totally crazy. But, you know. Like, if you look at it side by side, it's identical. Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt it. It probably came from one of these little subcontract, subcontracting companies. They probably just searched the internet for that kind of thing, and they modeled that whole scene after that movie. It makes sense. Yeah, it just blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted to call in to say, really, man. I've, I've been enjoying the show. Well, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Great. Yeah, not surprising. I mean, when you want to put out some kind of false narrative... And you want to, uh, you, you you want to make a thing be a thing when it's not really. You may not necessarily be too original with your with how you um, execute it. Seven one seven on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, APL Smokers, how you doing tonight, man? It's all good, man. Can't complain. Yeah, that's good, man. It's all good. So uh, I want to talk about this whole BLM kerfuffle with that uh, woman, uh, Miss Arabella Foss Yonsville. That 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 video made me sick. It made me sick to my core. It's like, how can you tell a woman that has been victimized to shut up? It, it, it was just ridiculous, man. Yeah, that that was really crazy. See, this this is the madness that is BLM. They're not even thinking about actual victims. They don't even they don't really care too much about actual victims. They're more concerned about the narrative and this whole thing about police brutality and whatnot. That's all, that's all they really care about. Yeah, and then if you have a general banner that says Black Lives Matter, you would think it would be all Black Lives Matter, not pick and choose. Like, I didn't see no riots with Jalen Adams. There was a bunch of black kids that died in Philadelphia. All the shootings in Chicago. Where are they at? They're all crickets. 
but yet they have enough energy to support a criminal. It's, it's just sickening, man. It, when I saw that video, I almost cried, man. It's like that woman had to stand alone and yell at these protesters to get it through their thick skulls with their brain on backwards. It's like, come on, like, listen to the lady. Listen to what she has to say. Wow. Yeah, it, it was terrible. It really was. So I do have a question about that. And um, the question I have for you is, did you see the extended footage? I know they have like, uh, I know you have the four minute footage that you put up on the live, but they actually have an eight minute footage from like three Fox nine. So is it, you talk, you're talking about the, the protest or like the, the body camera, as far as the shooting, like when they were, when they were in the uh, apartment. What, what, uh, the, the protest, the protest. There was a news clip from Fox 9 where she actually confronted the BLM protest, and it was actually a lot more longer. No, I've not seen that one. That that one is very telling. I, I think I would highly recommend it. If you want to look into it, or if anyone wanted, in the chat want to look into it, that's fine. There was this guy with a Black Lives Matter megaphone, you know how it goes. This woman spoke over that megaphone, and she said, if I was to die, would you do this for me? She followed up with uh, another question saying that if he would have killed me, would have he been a bad guy then? Why is he not a bad guy now? And you got this big old visceral looking dude from WWF walking up to her, trying to intimidate her. And you know that girl with the green hair, the black girl with the green dress? Yeah. That guy was right behind her. And I think he was ready about to do something. It's like, you, you a big dude, you to over, you're towering over her, you're like 500 pounds, and you're trying to intimidate this girl? Come on. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yep. And then I, I'm going I'm to put some other points for the video, and then I'm going to close. Um, something that she said was she actually has a license to carry. And she even asked, the, um, what would you say, the operator for the uh, police, she said, can I shoot this guy? They didn't recommend it. But she asked the protesters, hey, if I was to shoot this guy, would you make me a suspect? And then the last thing she said, I think this was very telling, and this was like a mic drop moment. She points to the crowd and she goes, my kids have to witness you celebrate a life of a man that tried to kill them. Yeah. Yep, that was a mic drop moment, man. But that's what I'm going to close with. I definitely recommend checking out that video, though. I believe that it's a little bit more telling and a lot more powerful than previous. That's just my opinion. But I'm very glad that you brought this forward, ABL. Thank you very much. Thank you for everything you do. God bless you. God bless everybody in the chat. Let's keep fighting the good fight, and let's keep supporting each other. Thank you very much, ABL. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Great call. All right. One speaker to nine one seven on the line. Hi, ABL. <clears throat> this is Corinne from NYC. All righty. What's going on? Hey, just wanted to call in because I heard, um, I think his name is Tariq. He's a regular caller. Yes. Yes, he called in earlier. And I was thinking about his call. He was talking about the, uh, the you know, the 
the blackity black, as you say, yeah. blackity black groups <laughs> that uh, find it hard to come together. They always attack each other. Uh, so I was thinking about what he was saying, and I, I think, me, me personally, I just don't think these groups will ever be able to come together uh, because the bond between these black, blackity black groups is rooted in uh, it's it's a super it's rooted in superficial you know it's a superficial aspect of people skin color yeah. But see, it's so, it's weird. It's weird because mm-hmm. it's, it's not even necessarily just the skin color. Because a lot of these, you know, the pro black black the black people, they will attack <laughs> other black folks primarily over anybody else. So it's like, okay, <laughs> you, you say that the bond is the skin color, but then when I go out of line or I disagree with you or I have a, diff- a different opinion, then I'm the I'm the 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 target of your attack. Right, but that's what I mean. That's exactly what I'm saying. The reason why they can so easily attack you is because they're trying to bond over something that's superficial, Uh. skin color. So a Cardi B is not just going to automatically bond with uh, a Candace Owens just because they're the same. They're similar skin colors. They're two different. That's two different types of women. (laughs) You know, they're not just going to bond over that. So that's why I think it it just won't work because the bond is weak in its root. So it's like it's like um I grew I grew up in uh, Brooklyn in a near a Hasidic Jewish area in Crown Heights. That's where I'm born and raised. And I remember people always saying like blacks and and Hispanics saying, "Why can't we stick together like the Jews? Look how they stick together. They they put their business they put all the money together in the businesses." They're kind of rooted in something stronger, religion. You know, that's stronger than skin color, asking people of a certain skin color to stick together and agree on everything and see eye to eye on everything just because you're the same skin color as me. I'm not going to see eye to eye with you on everything and agree with you on everything. But religion is different, you know, uh, having the same faith. You can come together. It's a stronger bond. Or nationality, you know, that's a stronger bond. Uh, the land where you're from, our language, you know, Latin Americans might, but skin color is too weak. It, it's uh, even those these groups are, that were cu- rising up in 2020 or maybe earlier, but I heard about them in 2020, like uh, Eidos. I remember when they were talking about uh, trying to get reparations. Mm-hmm. Eidos. It's like all these groups, they were, they were splitting. It was like, oh, but we're the Caribbean blacks. We are the we are Eidos, you know, but then there we're also the African Americans, literally African people living in America. We are the real Af- It's like it will always break off like that because there's stronger bonds being from a different land, the Caribbean, or being from America, or being from Africa now living in. So just because you're all brown skinned, that's not enough. It's always going to have to be something else that's str- a stronger bond. Skin color is just not going to cut it. You know, it's like saying, um, why can't all the blue-eyed people, you know, or the, the, the redheads see eye to eye on everything? Why can't all the redheads stick together? Or the, the blue-eyed people or the blonde people stick together and agree on everything? It's not going to happen because that's just not enough. You know, there's so many different types of blue-eyed people and blonde people have completely different views. 
So I, I see it the same way with skin color. It's just, it's too weak. It's superficial. It's not enough to bring people together. And I, I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, I, th- I think right on that. You're right on, right on point. It's, it's not enough. You got to have like actual values. Something and, else. Yeah, it can't just be how you look. Religion, gotta, yeah. politics. It's just never going to work if you're just basing the group and the bond over your brown. Like you're, you're my skin color. That's not. That doesn't mean I agree with you and everything. <laughs> like it's just not enough. That's right. Absolutely. All right, AB, I just want to say you're, you're doing a great job. I haven't uh, called in in a while. I'm busy working, but I just, I was home, so I thought I'd listen to you. You're live. And uh, thanks for doing what you do. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Okay. Have a good night. All right. Great call. Yeah, the whole thing about skin color, that you need to have more of a bond. Like, where, where's your commonality? Where's your, and it can't be things that don't, like, entertainment. It needs to be, like, something that's real. And if you don't have that kind of connection, if you don't have that kind of bond, the, the bond is not going to exist. Not really. 215, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how's it going, AVL? It's all good, man. Yeah, so basically, what that last, when I watched the video of the lady who got her apartment shot into and actually watched the police, the police body, the police dash body cam. Sorry about that. I watched it and that was pretty gruesome how they said it. It's like if she was in her apartment. I didn't know she she was licensed to carry. That part I didn't know. And their 911 call is recommended of them not shooting a criminal. It's like these criminals are just being used for political purposes at this point because they're getting, they're getting taken to jail and they're getting let right out. They're just getting let right out like it's nothing. But then if you defend yourself, you get held in jail with a high bail to the point where it's, it's impossible for you to get out. Right. Exactly. It makes no sense. It's, it's backward, you know, rather than the law abiding criminals, I mean, part I mean, law abiding criminals, rather than law abiding citizens being catered to, which is what should happen. They cater into the criminals. Yep. And it's, it's being set up and they're, they're, they're not going to talk about this at all because it's because they're not going to talk about that. They're the cause they're causing the rise in crime because the mind of criminals, what people don't understand is, who well, a lot of some, a lot of these people don't seem to understand is, they're opportunistic. And because oh, yeah. did you hear about the? Um, this is a recent story, but I'm pretty sure you've heard about this plenty of times. Uh, another female inmate has just gotten pregnant, like while she was in prison for a while, just gotten pregnant by a, you know, transgender man. Uh, he was a male, and then he put makeup on, and dressed up as a female and started making claims of, uh, oh, um, I'm being harassed in this male prison. I'm being bullied in this male prison. And uh, he, so he got put in a female pod, and uh, two women end up getting pregnant. Um, there's, there's noise in the background a little bit. Are you are you outside? Oh, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, did you hear me? Yeah, I, I, I heard you say it, though. Yeah, this, I, I saw that story about the trans um I covered that story too. He impregnated two women in the same penitentiary and he's like trying to like play the victim. It's like, sir, you still have your twig and berries still out here um, fornicating with women and getting them pregnant. I mean, I'm not really trying to hear anything. This sounds like he just wants to be in a women's prison to have his selection of women at his fingertips. That's just what it really is. And anybody could have caught this. Anybody could have seen this coming. 
I, I said this I said this would happen right when they kept talking about putting men in prison with women. It's like you're gonna have some pregnancies, you're gonna have some dads in the penitentiary. Yep. And not to miss, mention some R words happening as well too, because honestly it's just we all knew that was I oh, know that was gonna happen. I love how uh, a former Biden supporter well, she's not a body support no more, but she has TDS, Trump derangement syndrome. And she said, no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And stuff like that, mind you. She's black, too, but that doesn't matter. She's like, no, that's not going to happen. That can't happen. They're just lying and saying that stuff. And look at it's happening now. Oh, now all of a sudden she's quiet on the incident. Now she doesn't want to talk about it no more. Huh. I mean, at, at a certain point, yeah, at a certain point, we, we understand what humanity is. That's why you have separate men's and women's prisons and separate sports and separate things. You can't have everything just be together like there's no difference. There, there's a reason for that. Like, we, we understand what humans do. And they, they want to keep yeah. doing these experiments to see if we're right. And then when we get proven right, they kind of want to just ignore it. It's like, come on, we got to stop this madness. Yeah, and honestly, I, I'm going I'm to disagree with you on one thing about the whole Will Smith thing because – I mean, the, like some people say that Will Smith, he, he set the precedent that everybody can go out and just start attacking comedians. But honestly, here's how I see it. Like you might, you're going to disagree with me on this and a few people are, but it's like, I feel like people been attacking comedians way before that Will Smith situation even happened. But I think it's just, it's just so going mainstream. When, 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 when did that happen? Did when, when did it happen? Give me, give me one example of it happening before. Well, look, all right. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, you, uh, you, you you put me in the box on that one. There you go. Because it's because it it doesn't really happen. Like the the most of that happened is there's like but, some verbal confrontation, a heckler, and then they'll go back and forth. But it's not like you're gonna get on stage. That's and, what I meant. That's what I'm I mean, that's that's not that's not attacking. That's not the same thing as what Will Smith attacking, did. My bad. Yeah, that's not the same. Like you can you can heckle. That's common. That's every night at a comedy show is heckling, and that's what a comedian is built for. Okay, you're a heckler. I'm a, I'm a do with you with my words. That's okay. That, that's just that's like what we're doing right now. Not, we're not, you're not heckling me. I'm talking about, we're just talking, having a conversation. Now you could be heckling me saying something crazy and then I can respond. But if I get on stage and I slap you or I attack you, I've crossed a whole line that you just don't cross. Will Smith started something that it kind of trended for a little bit. Hopefully it's kind of dying out now, but when you have somebody of that stature do something like that, it, it, it kind of paves the way for some of these morons when drinking a little bit to go on stage and do that because it's already in their mind that they can do it because you saw Will Smith do it. It's an idea to do because they saw it on the big stage to do. That's the that's the issue. Uh, yeah, keep keep it okay, to heckling. So yeah, keep keep it to heckling yeah, so, and, and don't put your hands on people. Yeah, no, yes, it'd be yeah, that's see that's the thing, because um when when they because after Will Smith and a lot of, because the only thing I had a problem with is they said Will Smith. Because I feel like you're your own man. You chose to make that decision to go up and smack somebody. And I'm not justifying what Will Smith did was right. Of course, it was wrong. But it was like, I mean, Will Smith. I don't remember Will Smith actively going out and telling people to go up and attack comedians. It, it don't. It don't matter though because never if, saying it. If, if you're Will Smith, it doesn't. You don't. You don't. You don't, you don't have to say that. Your your actions speak louder but, than words. If you're Will Smith, one of the most famous men in the world, and you do something like that, that sends a message that's louder than anything you could actually say. Mm. Okay, yeah, because it's because uh, my thing is if because the people got to realize at the end of the day, I understand, I understand what you're saying. 
But most of these people, which most likely they probably don't realize, they got to realize at the end of the day, you're not Will Smith. You don't have his money with just because you got, and you don't have his status. That's a lot of these people oh, need to realize. Of course, realize, but see, remember that. But see, if you're going to get on stage and attack somebody, you're not thinking logically anyway. So why would you go through those logical steps to, to talk to yourself exactly. like that? You're just going to act because you're in, you know, in the emotional state or you're drunk or high or whatever it is. You're not going to think logically when you're doing something like that. So that kind of logic will not enter their mind in that moment. You see, yeah, that's why that it was sense. a bad thing. Yeah, that makes sense. But thank you for your call, man. I yeah. appreciate you. Uh, no problem. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Have my fault. I hung up on him. But yeah, shout out to you, man. Thank you for your call. But the whole Will Smith thing was just a bad example because of how famous he is. And of course, when you do something like that, it's going to spread all over the world. People are going to see it. And now people are going to start to try to like emulate it. Because they've seen it so much. It's kind of like in their subconscious. That's how that works. That's why I was so bad. All right. That's all it is. But yeah, keep it to heckling. Keep it to just words. Don't don't talk about... Don't don't try to put your hands on somebody because of something they say you don't like. Yeah, Call you online. Speaker 2203. ABL, my brother from another mother. All right, man. How What's, are you, bro? It's all good, man. What's happening? Nothing much, bro. I, I was actually uh, thinking about that January 6th thing that they're trying to peddle. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's all just uh, pol political, just nonsense, nothing really. It shouldn't even be talked about, but it is because of the political nature of it. Yeah, but but what if it's more, it, it, it's more of a globalist feel to it, though? You say you say what now? It's more of a globalist feel to it. Okay, like what, what do you mean? Well, look, did you ever see the the Time magazine article that they put out? Uh, there's there's quite in a few. 20, huh? In twenty in twenty twenty, where after after uh, Biden got in there, Time magazine came out with an article pretty much explaining how they were able to, you know, uh, get a 81 million votes. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not familiar with the article. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So they pretty much say how it, it, it's literally... Oh, hold on one second right here. Let me pull this up so I can shed some light. Let's 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 not let's not let's not read the article. Like don't don't do that on the on the call. No, 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 no. It's okay. just the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the twenty twenty election. Okay. Check that out. It's amazing. But at the same time, NPR was putting out how the Trump supporters were invading the Capitol before it actually even happened. And there's a timestamp of 9.33, even though the information didn't come out until, like, what? 2, 3 o'clock p.m.? Okay. Yeah, man, NPR, bro. They're all in there. But I just wanted to share one last thing here. If you look, there's in the history books, there's something called the sacking of Rome. 
Now you remember the guy that went in? I can't remember the the dude with the uh, the horns, the horns and the and the red, white, and blue. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I don't. But go ahead, continue. Yeah, no, no. The guy, the guy that went in, you know, the the shaman. I think that's what they referred to. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the shaman, right? And the other guy, there's another guy who's holding like a rod. And he, they're pictured in the same way what's called as the sacking of Rome. Okay. It's pretty much, it, it's pretty much like they're depicting or, or, they're depicting a, a, a re. I don't know how to explain it. Just check it out, man. All right, sounds check good. Sacking Rome, the sacking of Rome. You'll see the shaman, the other guy with the rod. It's just rinse, repeat, because we could say that. In all honesty, America is like the new Rome. Well, I guess you could say that in, in certain ways. Yeah, so I'll check it out for sure. But thank you, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate it. No problem, bro. Love you, bro. Thank Keep you up the, the good work. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right. Shout out to the caller. And thank you all for being here. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Call your last speaker to 817. How's it going, Bill? It's all good, man. What's happening? No, I was calling to see you. Um, trying to join the conversation. What was the guy talking about before? Something about the shaman? Um, I mean, that's that's, that's his... You got to, you have to ask him about that particular thing. But what, what's on your mind today? Well, anyways, he was talking about the January 6th committee or whatever. I... I think it's a bunch of baloney, man. It's just, like you said, it's all political. They're just trying to smear Trump, trying to keep him from running again, make it seem like he's some kind of, like, criminal or whatever. He didn't do anything wrong, man. They know it. All of America knows it. It's a bunch of baloney, man. Well, what do you think about What is your opinion about? It's all BS. It's just, a, it's just a yeah. way to politicize. It's, it's a way to try to attack conservative people. And... They they want to just use um that to deter people from voting for uh, Republicans in 2022 and 2024 as well because they don't have anything else they don't have any accomplishments they don't have any good people to run they just want to use January 6 to make you not vote for them and vote for the other side as a default that's all yeah that's what that's what my opinion is I and mean, I've been trying to like you know it's it's kind of weird how they're showing it through every single the other day they're showing it on. Well, I'm from Texas, um, Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 8, Channel 11, Channel 33. Like, every single news outlet had it on, man. It was like, it was like, they were saying, like, it, what they were saying was, like, gospel truth. Like, it was written in the Bible or something. It's ridiculous, because if you think about it, they don't even have nobody cross-examining them. Um, they don't have nobody to, the, you know, to, like, debunk what they're saying. They said they had no proof of, uh, like, obviously, there's so much proof video proof of uh, the Democrats shooting to, to get Biden in office. I mean, um, and there's nobody there to even, like, say, like, to give a rebuttal. 
just because they didn't accept it in the court doesn't mean that there was there was not any proof that there was cheating. There was a lot of cheating. And those machines they used to, um, what are they called? The voting machines, or they were not supposed to be hooked up to the internet. But see, you know what? Easily hacked, but, but see, it, it doesn't even really so, matter. It doesn't even really matter because right when that, right when January 6th happened, I knew that it was over with because there is a, there, there is room to say that there was some things going on with the election that shouldn't happen as far as the voting. But as soon as January 6th happened, all that became irrelevant because people were on, like you had people in Congress, in the Senate that were going to try and look into that, that were going to try to help. But then when January 6th happened, it was over with because that was going to be the primary news and you couldn't really get beyond it. So that was just kind of a, you know, it, it was an unforced error that I think was assisted by outside forces. That that should be the primary focus yeah. now. And I yeah, think and, and, and I think and I think that also as far as the voting, the federalists ain't gonna do a thing about the voting. It needs to be a state issue. And I think certain states have been able to t- tighten up their voting. But if your state does not want to tighten up the voting, then the feds won't do a thing. Yeah. I mean they have video proof of people just trying to like encourage people to go into the Capitol. Yeah, it, 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 there it, was like this, this one guy who used to be an FBI agent. And he's on, on tape saying, no, we have to go in the Capitol. And people are like, no, he's a Fed. Like, don't do it. But unfortunately, a lot of people went in and did a bunch of dumb stuff in there. But, um, you know, if, um, yeah, this next election, whatever, 2024, if the Democrats some kind of way, man, pull out some kind of miracle and cheat and put another Democrat in office, I'm almost 100 percent sure it's gonna be a, a freaking civil war, man. There is no way they can do that twice in a row without some kind of like the American people will just raise up, bro. Like they're not gonna put up with that crap again. Look at what Biden is doing, man. Like the only reason gasoline is going back down right now is because we're we're headed to a recession. Everything people are starting to lose their jobs. You know, inflation's out of control. We got all we got like well, like. Just in the time that he's been in office, there's more than like 2.4 illegals coming into the country. You know, what, like, who in the world would vote for somebody like that again? There's no way in the world. If they do that, man, I can almost predict, bro, there's going to be some kind of like civil war uprising. Like, there's no way in the world that's going to happen again. If they do, they, they try to do, pull that same crap they pulled with, with the 2020 election, something's going to happen, bro. Well, we'll see about that. Anyway, that's my opinion, man. <laughs> Thank you for your call, man. I appreciate you. All right, bro. Take care, man. All right. Shout out to the caller. And let's go to 773. You're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, B.L. It's your uh, Chicago, a retired Chicago police officer friend. How you doing? It's all good, man. Can't complain. Good. Um, as long as you can hear me loud and clear. Hey, B.L., um, that thing with that, uh, you know, with the Black Lives Matter and that woman, that really wasn't about that woman. What that was about was BL, uh, Black Lives Matter telling her, stay out of the way of us trying to dump on the police. And that's really what it is. You know, disregard the facts of the case that some people, you know, need to be shot because they're putting lives in danger. You know, you put the police in the middle of all this violence. Well, sometimes we have to get involved and people get shot, you know, uh, sometimes unjustly, but because I'm not going to stand up for every, every good, 
every police shooting. But, you know, a lot of times and most of the time, it's a just a just shooting. And that's what that was really about, that, you know, we are going to protest any shooting by the police, irrespective of the circumstances. And that's what that was about. And uh, one other thing, ABL, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, it's almost the same that it didn't really matter that Biden ran for president. They just voted against Trump. They wanted Trump out of there. They cheated to get Trump out of there. And, um, you know, enough people voted for, for Biden to help them cheat because they wanted Trump out of there. What I wanted to ask you is, what do you think Trump's chances are of getting reelected? And do you think that the Republicans have a better chance running someone other than Trump? And I'll, I'll listen to my, uh, for my answer there. It'd be always a great job. And uh, thanks. I'll let you get out of the show. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Now, okay, I think that... Anybody that they run on the GOP side is going to win. And it doesn't really matter who they run. I mean, short of running a Democrat, you're pretty much going to win. But it's going to be harder with Trump because of all the negativity that the media has dumped on him. That's going to be a problem. Um, If they can get beyond that, then I think they'll be okay. But I, th- I think it'd be it'd be easier if you ran DeSantis because they can't do the same thing that they did to Trump. See, Trump had a life before uh, politics, a very public life. I'm not saying that DeSantis was nobody before becoming the governor. Don't get that misunderstood. I'm just saying that Trump was famous before he became president. Before he ran for president, he was famous already. So they're just using things from his past and they're putting it in the context of politics where it doesn't really fit. You understand, like, going on television and talking a certain kind of way, it fit at a certain point. But now it doesn't fit by being the president. But there's no there's no past like that for DeSantis. He's squeaky clean as you can get. So it'd be easier to run DeSantis or someone like him. It'd be harder to run Trump. But ultimately, I think Trump would still win. Two, five, three, you don't allow him to speak it to. Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Hold on, say, let me jump up. Hello. You there? I'm here. Hey, what's up? Yeah, sorry about that. I had to readjust. Anyway, uh, I hear everybody talking about insurrection today, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I see. Yeah, well, uh, I think we have a big issue where a lot of us don't seem to know what insurrection is. Insurrection in the United States happens to be uh, consisting of obstruction of the laws of the United States and or denying the rights or disparaging the rights of the people thereof. So what is insurrection? You know what I mean? I think we're making the wrong arguments here today. We're arguing this and that, and you know, like you say, this, that, and the third, but we're not making the right arguments. We need to make the arguments about what is an insurrection. And here in the this country, in the United States, an insurrection consists of obstructing the laws of the United States. But what are the laws of the United States? It's the Constitution. One thing you'll see, a common theme between almost all the laws of insurrection, you can look up every single one out of the United States Code. 
and they will all have a common theme. And that common thing is it'll mention words like the authority of the United States, the constituted authority of the United States, within the authority of the United States. But what is the authority of the United States? All authority of the United States comes from the Constitution, doesn't it? So therefore, an insurrection is an act against the Constitution. And that would equate uh, to uh, basically what insurrection is. It's obstruction of the laws of the United States. And in that case, everything the Democrats do is an insurrection. Am I wrong? I mean, it sounds right to me. Yeah, it is right. There's whole generals. That we, have, we have several generals that wrote huge papers upon this subject. Because that's because in this country, the law rules. We have a rule of law, right? Correct? Not a rule of man. That means the law rules. The law governs. And the law governs those who govern. And even Article 6, Clause 2 states that. It states that this Constitution and the laws of the United States which shall be made in pursuance thereof. And all laws and treaties which are made or shall be made within the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land. And that all of the judges and all of the land shall be bound thereby. Anything in this Constitution or the laws of the states thereof, to the contrary, notwithstanding. That means it has no place in law whatsoever. And so I think we're making the wrong argument. What do you think? You said, what, what, what was the question again? Uh, I said that I think we're making the wrong arguments all the time. We're always arguing with this guy about this insurrection, what insurrection is. Well, I mean, the, the, the insurrection, that's not even really... It's not even really a serious thing. It's just the, the the whole the whole issue of insurrection is not really serious. Yeah, no, it's not because uh, they wouldn't be uh, issuing things that violate the Constitution, such as what they have. Uh, um, who's that guy that makes those films? Uh, that filmmaker. He's introducing some kind of amendment to try to amend our, Michael, our Michael rights Moore. away. Michael Moore. Yeah, Michael Moore. That's a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, trying to amend our rights away, but you can't amend our rights away. That's one thing the constitution has no authority of. You can't amend a right away. And the ninth amendment basically states that it states that these rights enumerated in the constitution shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And that's because our natural rights predate the constitution. It, it is we, the people who ordain the constitution, not the other way around. The constitution didn't ordain us. It did not grant us our rights. It simply declares them to the government that these are our rights. And what is what is what is it? What is the uh, 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 declaration state? You know, when the government becomes destructive of these ends, it's the right of the people to alter and abolish such governments, and they institute what will seem to them most likely to secure their future uh, safety and prosperity. <laughs> right? But it also gives a warning. It says that when while suffrage is sufferable, that we're unlikely to uh, right things by abolishing the forms of governance to which people have become accustomed. I'm not sure. I'm going to chop that up a little bit. But then it states, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursue invariably the same objective interest to place us under absolute despotism, which is happening right now, then it is our right, it is our duty to throw off such governance. Okay, you know, I'm not wrong on this. I've been corn-fed this since I was a small child. I can recite almost every part of the Constitution. You know, name it, I'll recite it. But we have a huge problem where people don't understand their laws. They don't understand their rights. And they don't know how to make the correct arguments in order to defend those rights. And you have to move immediately to defend your rights. Because if you don't, equity only aids in vigilance and not those who will slumber upon their rights. Right on, man. 
I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, last time I was on here, you accused me of doing Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> you, weren't half, you weren't half wrong. I just got done doing like 400 push-ups. Oh, it's all good, man. <laughs> get, get to stay in shape. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. But, you know, you got to know your rights, man. If you don't know your rights, you're going to wake up one day and realize you don't have them. But if you read USC Title 10, Subtitle A, Part 1, Chapter 13, Section 253, it'll flat out tell you that insurrection consists of denying the people their uh, guaranteed and secured constitutional rights. So in that form, the next time some Democrat or lefty tells you that this is some crazy insurrection, you tell them that insurrection consists of what you guys are doing every day, and that is violating our rights. So who's the true insurgent? It's not us who are trying to defend the Constitution and try our, uh, defend our rights, because that's our duty as Americans, to defend our rights. It doesn't matter whether you're black, blue, green, or, you know, boo-boo the purple dinosaur, you know? It's your duty as an American to protect the Constitution and our liberties <clears throat> or die trying. And, uh, you know, I was real pissed off and upset. And I'm sorry about using that word. I know I just kind of cursed on your on the show. Oh. But I was a bit upset when people came in that, that capital and started smashing things. You know, my family fought in Mecklenburg County uh, back in 1776. In fact, they started fighting in 1775. I got a 1776 assault rifle. It's 200 years old. It still fires. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, right. you know, they I, didn't. They, I, I got you. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> it's, it's all I'm good, man. But th- 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 thank you for your call, yeah. man. I appreciate you. Yeah, 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 you have a good night. But yeah, you tell the people to read, read and understand their rights, man, and learn how to defend them, or we're all done. You do it better with a pen than you do Will with a gun any day. That's right, man. Anyway, thank have you. a good night. All right, now. All right. Yeah, he's right on, though. Got to defend your rights, for sure. So thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. So if you enjoy what you are hearing thus far on the show, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And I got to see my man right here. Uh, oh, I don't want to misgender somebody. Holly Rider 1 is a big donation right here. Holly Rider 1 says, this nonsense has to stop. We're not segregated like the way they want us to think. I'm a boomer and white as rice. This nonsense needs to stop. Love you, ABL. I watch you all the time. So here's some paycheck, payback, brother. <laughs> Truth. I love you, man. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. I really, really do. All right. We got other calls here. Let's go to 908. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Anthony. It's Debbie from New Jersey. All right. What's going on? Nothing. How's everybody doing? Hi, all the viewers. All righty. Like what? Like like they really can say hi. Back. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so I know. First of all, I just want to say you look so nice tonight. I love your hats. You always have on nice hats, so you have to let us know where you get your hats from. Uh, my merch store, ABO Merch. You, you have a store? Yeah, abomerch.com. All right, now now, did you get those two plaques behind you on the wall? I love those. I meant to tell you that last time. Yeah, all, I, I saw I saw those as well. That's where BATdesigns.com. Everything will be in the link in the okay. description. All right, because I think I'm going to be looking like you in my living room because my daughter's having yeah. a thing. I got Janice Joplin. I got Jimi Hendrix and uh, Bob Marley. She says I'm a hippie. But anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. I just wanted to, when I, when I tuned into your show, I just heard somebody talking about slapping and stacking. 
I said, what's Anthony talking about tonight? What are we doing here? <laughs> I got my Leonard Skinner on, guys, and I got my uh, Greg Allman. I'm playing the Allman Brothers, Leonard Skinner, and no, no Doobie Brothers tonight. Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's the type of mood I'm in right now. But listen, I just want to tell everybody, look, you guys, everybody just got to calm down. Sit tight. We're going to get through this thing, and it's going to be beautiful. Anthony, I'm going to send you private message, the channels that you can start off with on Telegram. So you can look up some things. Uh, Trump put some uh, conservative channels on there, and there's a lot of good information. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And for any parents that have little children, I, I, I suggest that you go on Robert Kennedy's uh, website, uh, the Children's Defense Fund, and get on Telegram because uh, as far as school is getting ready to start, there's a lot of doctors on there talking about don't get your kids vaccinated and what, and they got a lot of information. So you can print it out and go to the school and say, this is why I'm not doing it. So um, I just want to let you guys know that. Also, just get prepared because I know this, this uh, fall, they're going to start this crap again, and everybody's immune system is going to be messed up with colds and everything. So now is the time to stock up on cold medicines at the drugstores before they run out. And I'm uh, also, I've been on watching these off-grid people that live for prepping, like in case the power goes out. Yeah. You guys might want to watch that. There's a lot of good ideas. Did you know you can heat a room in your house? I mean, really good with a clay pot like a flower pot and candles. Yep. Did you, oh, you knew that? I, I know a little bit of, you know, some of that. Yes. Okay, Anthony. And look, this is what we're going to do. If we, if we brought all the wise guys back, because that guy before, he sounded just like Sammy the Bulls around. We bring all the goddies back and stuff like that. They'll clean up this whole country in two weeks. Because you know how they were. I mean, I didn't go with their, their practices on crime, but you know, they took care of their neighborhood. And they didn't play. So we need to bring them all back, the good fellas. That's right. So I just wanted to say hi to everybody. And we're going to get through this. And Anthony, you're such a nice young man. And your parents did a beautiful job with you. And I know when you were a little boy, you were probably real good. You didn't get in trouble, did you? No, I didn't. See? I can tell. <laughs> you, you're a very nice young man. Are you married? Not for me. Yeah, sort of. Not really. I get my... <laughs> Not really yet? Okay, well, I got a daughter. She got to get the hell out of here. She, oh, excuse me. She getting... But anyway... <laughs> I love you guys. I just wanted to add some nice light to this conversation. Please, please, please don't, don't get really depressed and scared. We're going to get through this. God got us. Just keep praying and all this evil will go. January 6th is not, nothing going to happen. They don't have nothing on it. If they did, you know, it would have been already done. Right on. Oh, oh, one more thing, Anthony, that girl, the one that was on uh, ESPN or whatever, that black girl that got fired. What's her name? Jamil Hill? Um, yeah. Okay, well, wait a minute. She was on Twitter, and somebody, got, she got into the conversation of abortion, but then she's trying to promote this book. And then this guy must have got on her nerves, so she kind of, like, cursed at him. So, you know, I had to go in on her, and I said, oh, Miss Hill, I said, you know what? I don't think it's a good idea for you to really be talking about abortions and politics, if you, you know, because you're talking about abortions and women's rights, and you're trying to come out with this book. You know, if you want everybody to get abortions, where are you going to get your book fans from? Maybe you don't want to talk about that because you might not get book sales. You don't want to curse at people on Twitter. These people are crazy. I don't understand. But listen, I just wanted to say, I'm going to send you that thing on Telegram, Anthony. I want you to look at these channels, and I want everybody else 
if you can get on Telegram, I would start off, because I know you, ha you have to know what pages to get on. Start off with Trump's page, start off with Dan Scavino, and then you can work your way and find other people. But there's a lot of information, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I'm just going to tell you one thing. Uh, Robert Kennedy and his organization has a big lawsuit out. They just served uh, Fauci and all these social media platforms with all this suppressed information, not telling people truth. And they got 10 days to respond to this subpoena they just got. And he just did this the other day. So there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. Right on. Okay. Oh, and I, oh, oh, one more thing. I don't know if I told you this. I caused an uproar on my local CVS. I went in there to the lady that was in front of me, and she was buying a COVID test kit. And I was standing behind her, and there were like five people behind me with masks on. So I said, oh, miss, excuse me, can I ask the pharmacist something? She said, sure. I said, sir, I said, could you tell me why? I know they, we, they have to wear the mask because they say that the saliva and mucus, the droplets can spread and people can get COVID, right? He said, yes, that's why you have to wear a mask. I said, okay, so tell me this, sir. If we have to wear a mask because of that, why is the test, you got to go 20 miles up your freaking nose to almost your pituitary gland. Why can't they just do an inner cheek swab? He couldn't answer me. He walked away. He had talked to the other pharmacist. That lady in front of me looked at me. She said, you know what? You're right. She put that chest down. She walked out. And all the people behind me in line, they took off their masks. Wow. So I just want to let you know that. Okay, I love you guys. Anthony, I love you. I'm going to go on your website. I want to get everything just like, maybe one day I can come down there. We can do a co-host thing. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we'll see. But thank, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. I don't know you. about that either. <laughs> and that lady that was in Brooklyn talking about religion and stuff, bringing people together in the skin color, no. You know what brings everybody together? Food. Food right. brings everybody right. together. Right so on. we got to get a lot of food. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for the call. All right. Shout out to the caller. <laughs> so, yeah, she asked, me, she asked me the question about am I married? I'm not married no more. I ain't really want to, you know, put it out there like that, but nah. And if anybody's trying to hook, like trying to get a daughter to get up with me, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a little different. I try to keep my personal life away from all of this because I'm a little different. <laughs> I'll put it to you. I'm a little different. So you might not want that for your daughter for real, but nah, it's nothing. No, no, no problems. Nothing weird happening. It's just, I'm a different kind of person. Put it to you that way. So yeah, if you, um, Come in contact with my former wife. Just be nice because it ain't no problems. Yeah, it's all good. Y'all, no, don't, don't, don't be like, oh, I'm sorry. Don't, don't be like that. Just be like, hey, that's, that's, that's the way the world is now. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. Yeah. And, and don't, don't be weird. Don't, don't be all sentimental. Don't, don't call in talking about, oh, I'm sorry. Please, please don't. <laughs> please don't. That's why I try to keep the personal life away. And, and the next time I have any kind of, um, you know, personal occurrences, I keep it close. Yeah. <laughs> have I got a mangina? What What is that? What What does that mean? Why would somebody ask that question? That's why I try to keep my personal life private because it's just so weird. Nah, she didn't really put me on blast, but I could have answered that a different kind of way. But I decided I didn't really want to do that no more. You know, that's all. Yeah. So it's it's all good. All right. Do I have time for one more call? Um, I think I got I think I'll, I'll do one more call. One more. 
Hold on. Somebody called in and already called him. You can't do that. You can't call him twice in the show. So let's not let's not do that. Okay. Seven seven three, you're gonna learn I'm speaker to. Hey BL. <clears throat> hey, hey BL. <clears throat> I do have a personal question to ask you you and you can stop me if if it's too too much. But in your state, do you know anything about twenty four hour our policy after after loved one passes? After what now? After our loved one passes. A 24-hour policy? Yeah, yeah. Basically, amount of time you have to release the body. I don't know anything about that. Because okay. yeah, when, 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 when my dad passed, my uncle handled all of that, so I have no idea about any of that. Okay, sorry to hear. I'm only asked because because cycle with my mother's her passing, which has been like two weeks now, <clears throat> has been pretty hectic for my family and emotional one because <clears throat> the hospital hospital as well as this military for one wouldn't let us see the body and two, thanks to this phone call, <clears throat> wanted to know if we wanted to donate any of our organs, which we make perfectly clear no, but they wouldn't give us a defense answer or see the body to make sure there was nothing <clears throat> desecrated of her. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really kind of beyond my wheelhouse. I don't know too much about that at all. Okay. Okay, thanks. Anyway, one thing I wanted to address, address is, is that your earlier segment about about the Lee, Lee Selden assassination, uh, well, attempted assassination, is that it was spurred on by multiple people, the legacy media, big tech, and especially Kathy Hochul. Well, yeah, I think that you, you definitely could lay that at their feet. You definitely could, mm-hmm. you know, you know, point them in it because it's been a lot of hateful rhetoric being spewed for sure. Yep. And the one thing that's been pissing me off tremendously when you compare every single one of these BLM attacks, attacks and Antifa attacks, and who's burning it on, and not a single single Democrat, especially especially these so-called activist women that I've noticed, like Maxine Waters, Pelosi, and a whole bunch of others, are never never call into question or demanded to be be investigated and arrested or removed from office. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Probably nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, all of them need to be, be arrested. And if you've seen Tucker Carlson's segment on it, he actually lays, lays it right in there. Lays on the line, I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ABL, to quote, to quote Samuel Jackson, if you remember in that video where, where those black women were harassing her, her asking her, do you think he deserves her to be killed? Anyway, quote Samuel Jackson from A Time to Kill. Yes, he deserved to die, and I hope he, go, hope he goes to hell. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hilarious. No, I mean, yeah. I'll be burnt in hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I could hear it, I could hear it in his voice right now. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I had to remind my friend mine of Jamal about that because he always does those type of segments, segments when he signed my BLM stuff. <laughs> and it was kind of kind of right on the money. And I really think think the only way you can actually defeat these leftist mobs is to pretty much dog cuts person out when they're just harassing you. You like with that line right there because it's right on the money. And he was pretty much a terrorist. A, I don't know if he was on drugs or not, nor do I care, but the fact he shot into to this woman's house and endangered her kids and you're you're crying racism over that that's you like America. What's what's your problem? Yeah, it's crazy, man. But hey, I gotta get up out of here. Thank you for your call as always. Okay. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Good night. All right now. So shout out to my man for the call, but that will be a wrap for me. I'm a little bit over my time, actually about one minute. And I, I got to play that Samuel Jackson clip right quick. Hold on. I ain't going to show the video because copyright. A fair sentence. Objection, Do you think Your they Honor. deserve to die, Mr. Your Haley? Honor. Answer Mr. the question. Call Did they deserve to die? Yes, Don't. they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Samuel Jackson. I got accused of favoring Samuel Jackson, and I was offended. Cause it's like now I've, I've reached the OG status. You know what I mean? I, I've reached the OG status. So yeah, shout out to you guys. You guys have been a great audience tonight. I'll be back live again on Wednesday and I'll put out pre-recorded content all throughout the week as much as I can. If you have any tips for um, topics, please send them to me. I will read. I'll read a lot of you guys' emails. If I don't respond, don't, don't get offended. I get a lot of email but I, I at least skim it and see what's going on. But I get quite a bit of email up in there. Please don't spam me. That's the easy way to get blocked. But that will be a wrap. Yes, that movie was, was that A Time to Kill? Hold on, let me make sure what the, what the movie was. Um, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not even saying what the movie, A Time to Kill, that's what it was. 1996, check it out, good movie. All right. And get super chats on deck right quick, and then um, that'll be a wrap for me. Let me see. Thank you to Mr. J, who says, Abel's a true, I think I read that one. Abel's a true patriot. Thank you to the anti view who says, same amount of people who, sell, who straw sell guns are the same amount of 10-year-olds needing abortions. Ah, there you go. Good one. Uh, the anti view also says, when the railroads finally strike, lots of eyes will open especially in the big cities. Oh, at the railroad strike, it's over. It's over, over. You're going to be starving to death that, at that point. Thank you to Dasoff Atman Carey, who says, I was exposed to Iraq's, quote-unquote, non-existent chemical weapons. No CNN, Fox News. My shipmates and me that were there that night would have died but for our masks. Wow, crazy. Thank you to Rats A67, who says, ABO, do you think all this fade away? This too shall pass. Do you believe we will return to human kindness? Not before it gets to its ugliest. I think some people are going to, some people still retain that. But those who don't aren't going to change. I hope, it, I hope it doesn't spread beyond where it's at. I think it's not necessarily as widespread as what we think. But I hope, I hope it doesn't spread to become widespread where it's everywhere. You can't escape it. Excuse me, but you can't escape it. Um... 
Thank you to Lancelot who says, shout out to you, ABL, from the Republic of Barbados. Shout out to Barbados. Shout out to Rihanna and all them people over there. And thank you for your uh, super chat. Also, Lancelot says, here's a little something for the show. Cheers. I got my hint water right here. Cheers to you. And thank you again, Lancelot, for your other donations. Just uh, cash, no comment. But that'll be a wrap for me. Thank you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere. And until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.